Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to another edition of the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Joel. We're going to be talking about some of the best, and maybe not so best, books that came out in 2023. A little retrospecticus, uh, if you will, talking about some of the books that came out in 2023 that we thought were worth talking about. You know, some books that really did their did their job as a comic book. You know, in a world of negativity and talking about how uh, comics today suck, uh, mm. I, I think it's important to make a distinction and to go, not all comics, and uh, there are actually some standouts, some books that Hell were yeah. really surprising. Um, were you surprised when you put your list together about how many books you had on your list? Yeah, I kind of was, because I feel like this was a year, 2023, where I feel like I wasn't reading all the best books. I feel like I was reading, you know, stuff for the channel and everything. And there's stuff like I keep hearing great things about that I never got a chance to read. And I'm like, oh, man, I would have liked to have read that. Like, apparently She-Hulk with from uh, Rainbow Raul is really good. Yeah. M- Moon Knight was really good. Uh, the new Hulk book from Philip Kennedy Johnson, who I'm singing his praises everywhere else. I read the first issue and then I just fell behind because this was also a year of nonstop back-to-back events with so many different tie-ins to where I, with Beast World right now, I just had to draw the line. I'm like, I'm not doing tie-ins. I'm not doing (laughs) tie-ins now. Because if I do, I will never get to read anything else now. And I feel like I missed out on some real bangers this year. But the list that I did put together, pretty eclectic, all things uh, considered. Yes, this this was an eclectic year for books. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up those titles because... I know that they were good and they are worth mentioning, though they aren't on my list because they weren't like my favorites, you know, or mm. I wasn't reading them, but I know how good they were. Like Moon Knight, for example, I know that Jed McKay mm. and essentially uh, Capuccio uh, did a great job with like an ongoing series of Moon Knight introducing reintroducing and int- like mm-hmm. a, a, a great new cast of characters new uh villains and ideas for moon knight yep. and made moon knight like a really cool book the problem i had it, with it because it would I have to be right i just i didn't have the time and i know that sounds ridiculous from a person who makes a living talking about and reading comic books but like you, know, you gotta read the comic books i gotta like talk about research shoot mm-hmm, edit mm-hmm. plan like there's a and then of course there's life like there's a just there's just too much going on there's only so many hours in the day exactly but thankfully i have an amazing wife who also does one of these shows with me and she read moon knight and can attest to how good that was uh similarly i can say i didn't make i didn't make it on the list because i recognized how much i liked she hulk mm-hmm. I, I i read the first series and then found that this is now a ongoing series with the same creative yeah. team, or at least a similar creative team, but Rainbow Rowell kind of at the helm talking about Jen. This is what a She-Hulk book in today's world should look like. It's mm. never going to be John Byrne again. And no. maybe it doesn't have to be slash no. need to be. And that's okay because it's not like they're not publishing the John Byrne stuff that still exists. Yeah. The Dan Slott book is still available in Omnibus. You could get that Indeed. anywhere. Those were fantastic books, but also incredibly disparate from each other, but still maintaining the theme and the character. I think Raul does a nice job of actually continuing Jen Walters as a character more so than going. And I won't even put anybody under the bus. I'll just say there are some folks out there who were like, I like the idea of She-Hulk, except for everything about She-Hulk. I'm going to do a (laughs) completely different book. (laughs) And like. Like I, I defended, uh, there was a She-Hulk book where she was gray and angry, and I was like, I think this is a yes. really well-executed book. I think it was just a fantastic book. 
But I like to do that first volume. That first volume was pretty strong. It had that was a oh god, who who was that? Their names escaped me. They're, they're I think it was Tamaki. Yes, it was Tamaki. Yes. Yeah, I loved the book. My problem was it changes Jen drastically, and then it fell it apart. It does. It it kind of does. That first volume, like wow, what a great exploration of survivors' guilt. Oh, I didn't like that ending. <laughs> no, I found that that's actually that is a hallmark of. Uh, well, not a hallmark. I should say it's a uh, an albatross around the neck of Tamaki's runs for the most part, where it's like, that's a really that good idea. So sad? Yeah, like that's a really great idea or that's a really great execution or I'm having a good time. And then the ending just completely fumbles. And a lot of the time it's not her fault. Arkham Tower nope. is another perfect example where I'm like, oh, this is so clever and so yep. fun. And we never get Batman stories like this anymore. Oh, this is so great. Oh, and then Batman came back at the very end. Huh? Oh, and Scarecrow's here now too. Oh, yeah, editorial took this away from you at the end, didn't it? That's a shame. <laughs> that, that was yeah. a book that went from like, oh, this is definitely going to be on my end of the year best of list to one bad ending being like, and eh, now. Yeah, actually, it's just a book I read. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was the that was the trouble I had with my list was there were a bunch of books that I either didn't get a chance to read or I meant to read or catch up about. But mm. I didn't I just didn't have time like Danger Street. Danger Street was one of those books that I'm like, oh, I know yeah. this is ma- I know this is amazing. I don't have time slash I don't like it month to month. So I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm mm. going to put it away. I just put it on my pull list. I'll pick up every copy every week or every month. And then I'll read it all at once. And now that it's over, I will read it. And I'm going to be very sad and annoyed at myself for not putting it on the list. But uh, yeah, it's one of those, those books. Too. The, the six issues of Green Lantern from Jeremy Adams. I just didn't read it. I just I heard it was great. And I just I was like, uh, I don't I it's it, it escapes my my field of vision every week. And I always forgot Brave and the Bold. Another one where I was like, oh, this is a good book. And then I just stopped reading it. And it was either just I didn't have time or I just forgot or it didn't you know, it didn't catch me. I don't know. Two uh, t- two books. My other co-host Matt absolutely is singing the praises of. Same with the other Green Lantern book that's out right now. You know, a Return to Hal, a Return to Earth, and everything. Yes. That one, that, that one kind of got kneecapped by Night Terrors, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, Night Terrors. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, and the like the rise of the mini DC event, which of course uh, is now in at the timing of this show, uh, just just beginning Beast War. Yeah, or Beast, Beast World. World. I, I keep I, I keep wanting to call it Beast Wars too. I've never had to do more edits in my videos. Nope, Joel, that was a show you liked growing up. That's not the yep. name of the event. Yep, you can't keep calling it Beast Wars, even though it would make more sense, uh, and it would probably sell better because uh, it would have war in the title. But, they might uh, not own the rights to that though, in comic book form. That's true. That's true. That's very funny. Um, I should mention this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You're watching the show live. You can sponsor today's show. Keep the riffraff out and allow us to continue to uh, speak without any uh, filters on our on our microphones, um, so to speak. Metaphorical ones, of course. Uh, as Also, you can ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show like these fine folk right now. Uh, we have... Uh, Bryce Harriet says, hello, I can't say what's best in 2023 because I'm only reading nine monthlies and have mostly been using my library to catch up on old recommends. That's fair. Listen, I would rather you use the library. I would use, uh, you know, Hoopla or any other number of like comic reading options that are both legal and also available and also Mm -hmm. either like cost effective or free uh, than piracy. So that's fantastic. Uh, And listen, nine monthly titles. That's not bad. You know, that's like what? So pretty good. On average, between four and five dollars, that's forty five dollars a month. You know, that's yeah. more than a than an Internet subscription for any number of streaming services. Yeah, that's a, that's still a serious habit. 
Yeah, Eduardo Perez Rubio. Hi, guys. For me, it's probably Danny Warren Johnson's uh, TF. Oh, Transformers. Do a Powerbomb, Blue Beetle, Radiant Black, Arcade Kings, and Beneath the Trees where no one sees. There's probably more, but that's all off the top of my head. Fair. Uh, there's a Some lot of great uh, indie in offerings. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there's a. There, you will notice that my list is conspicuously absent of indies and it's because we have a Same. weekly show we, we, we have a weekly show on on this channel at least where we talk about books uh, on a regular basis my indie expert uh, Tiffany will uh, be of course supplying that list when we do our next show uh, to talk it's more t- in depth about that kind of world but uh, but yeah I, I heard a lot of great things about Beneath the Trees where nobody sees I know that a lot of people love that book and I Perfect. will say that I did read it at least the first issue and uh, I, I didn't not like it but I wasn't blown away. So I just kind of uh, like is do a power bomb an ongoing or was it like a special mini? Cause I know people said, Joel, you love wrestling. You love Daniel, Daniel Warren Johnson. You love, is it still ongoing or is it just a mini? I thought it was in mini. I think it's a mini. I think do a power. No, no do a power bomb ended. Yeah, no, it was a mini. Yeah. Do a okay, power but bomb but it ended paid. this year. So it's still 2023. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, it's actually funny because like there's a, there are quite a few books that I have on my list that started in 2022 that ended in 2023 books that I'm like, these were spectacular, like fantastic books that unfortunately didn't debut in this year, but did fit, did end this year. That, that is the thing with comic books. You can fudge the numbers a little bit on that one. A uh, perfect example before we started, I had bad the night on my list from Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. That ended in October, 2022. So I missed the cutoff by a whole month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The night, uh, I remember you were singing it's praise and you were also like making sure that it was going to mm. be on the list. And I'm like, yeah, the night, uh, we're going to have to leave that out. Cause it was a 2022. Yeah, book. It was- <laughs> <laughs> uh we also have uh let's see here cat lawyer will defend for treats a great year to be a superman fan uh can't argue with that at all also loved it incredible really hulk was. and x-men uh do a power bomb is my top pick great art and story with a lot of heart agreed uh it was and it was uh another book where i was like i like this i'm gonna wait until it's over and i did and i i was all the better for it i was very uh, rewarded for getting a chance to read it it was just for my own like reading habits uh zeberm josh williams and superman is my favorite of the year the best it's been since demasi and gleason i think that is really a good. fair yeah i think it's a fair assessment <clears throat> it's on my list um and i know a lot of people love action uh i uh i, I left too. it off my left i didn't read it but i'm i know you had it on your list so i was happy to uh, to let you take over that one so you want to share some of the books on your list for some of the best uh, sure, yeah. So uh, I guess I'll start off with a hidden gem. This was in my honorable mentions, but it got moved up because the night had to get moved out. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> uh, this year, Gail Simone did a multiversal Jessica Jones story with Phil Noto art. It was called The Variants. It came out early in the year, and I feel like nobody is remembering this one, which is a shame because it is a solid continuation of Jess's story that actually builds on the two other uh mini series that she got before this if you love everything everywhere all at once you will love this book because it is very thematically the same an older professional woman looking back at her life looking back at the roads not taken and it's a multiversal story that ends up having a very warm humanist message and that is that in the infinite universe filled with infinite possibilities maybe you've always been the best version of you you just didn't know it (laughs) i love it i i I don't even remember it. Uh, no one remembers it. I, I had to go through my channel. I'm like, this came out this year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's a five issue miniseries, folks. You can pick it up now. Uh, it did yeah. actually end in December, but I'll allow it because nobody heard of it. 
Fair enough. Okay, Jim, it's still close enough. When I went through my channel there, it still didn't say one year ago, so it counts. I, I, the, I have been uh, wronged by YouTube's generous uh, chronicling of time as well, where it's like, oh, this video is only six years old. Then I look back, it's eight years old. And I'm like, what math are you using? Um, uh, if you twist my arm and it has to be something from this year, uh, let's just say Daredevil. We saw the end of Chip Zdarsky's run. I liked it more than you in the beginning of the solved in a mid-run, yes. which, man, to that book's credit, keeping the audience happy and keeping them hooked. I think there was a lot of people who thought about checking out, but they didn't. The Adventures of Father Matt is really, you know, exciting people. And it's, a, it's one of those, like, no-brainer ideas where it's like, yeah, why didn't they make Matt Murdock a priest? Yes, uh, Matt Murdock, the Exorcist, is a uh, is a genius concept, and it's mm -hmm. an idea that I, uh, I when I heard it out loud, I'm like, what a great idea. When I read it, I was not thrilled, but I am always, you know, it's the for me the standout in terms of uh, art because I the art really doesn't jive with me. I, I it, appreciate what they're it's doing, inconsistent. but it's inconsistent and it doesn't necessarily fit the tone that I'm going for. No, it's no Chichetto. No, 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 no. But I do love, and I know this is telling tales, like pe people don't really necessarily agree with me on this one, but I love the John Romita Jr. covers. Uh, this mm. for me feels like a kind of like homecoming for the Romitas because of yeah. course, John Romita Sr. Uh, working on Daredevil and then of course went, went over to Spider-Man. John Romita Jr. Uh, also drew a lot of seminal Daredevil work, uh, including of course the uh, the, the Frank Miller um, series that... Uh, came out from the 90s and uh and then these covers are just like just just really really spectacular john Romini indeed jr fair um i'm a th I'm, I'm thrilled with it uh, but, yeah not a, not thrilled with the book necessarily but i do love those covers uh Hulk the, the book is going in interesting places and i think you know it, they have plans for the future it's like oh all of daredevil's closest friends and allies are being possessed by basically seven deadly sins demons oh who could be next on there? Definitely Foggy, maybe Cole North, maybe Kingpin, maybe even Spider-Man. Yeah, I sure hope so, because then at least something interesting will happen to Spider-Man this year. <laughs> uh, Zilla says, going to watch after work. Have a great weekend. You too, Zilla. Thanks for being oh, here. Uh, Mr. Ketch, uh, just want to say thanks to all of you. Looking forward to more Comic Pop in 2024. Thank you, Mr. Oh. Ketch. Looking forward to more of your uh, drag racing uh, of Hell Cycles. And thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, behind the page says, my favorite of 2023 has to be Ryan North's Fantastic four but mm. i'm also loving immortal thor transformers green lantern war journal superman and more i'm mm -hmm. glad to hear that there's so many books on that list for you uh behind Indeed. the page but yeah uh how, have you read much of ryan north's uh fantastic four because i did read some of it i recognized that it is good stuff but it was easy to drop for some reason i don't know why uh, I, I bought the first issue with plans to read it, and it kept getting lower and lower on the pile till eventually I'm like, oh, no, I missed it for another year. But, yeah, some people are really into it and really liking it, and I think it's super cool that people are really into a Fantastic Four book. And also, hey, Ryan North is Canadian, so good on him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I, uh, I did not I – just, I just didn't connect as well as I wanted to. Uh, Tevia says, worst for me was the adventures of John Kent Superman, mostly because it proves my point that I was right about DC being de-aging John Kent. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, Ricky Rowles, uh, my favorite comic was Moon Knight and Radiant Black. Uh, I know a lot of Radiant Black boosters out there. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, I rarely ever read any Radiant Black, and if I do, it's mostly because it's been recommended to me by the audience. Uh, mm. Joel, how about you? Are you a Radiant Black fan? 
so I actually got sent two copies of the first issue, one by Higgins himself and one by Image. Loved it to death. Loved that first issue. I'm like, wow, this really is speaking to you know my my, my personality. You know, a, a character who you know has to move back home and give up his art and everything, and ends up becoming a superhero. And I'm like, holy shit, this is this was designed to pierce my armor and people like me. Boy, I wish I could have kept up with this. I'm sure I would have loved it as much as everyone else. And it's only getting bigger. It's it's almost basically one of like Image's big flagships right now. It's getting events and it's getting animated things. I think, you know, the sky is the limit for Radiant Black. And boy, I should really sit down and read more of it. That's fair. Yeah, I uh, the, the current uh, situation with Radiant Black, of course, being that like it's fractioning off and you're going to have like two alternate uh, realities and will converge at the end uh and you know result in whatever the like consensus is not too dissimilar from the like jason todd robin uh decision uh yeah there was a a really really good idea i know a great idea loved the concept of course it's near and dear to my heart but also Mm -hmm. uh innovative and like puts its money where its mouth is this is the kind of thing you see re- like readers say, I wish they would do X, Y, Z. You hear yeah. creators, you never hear the publishers because the publishers never actually sh- share their opinions, but your creators explain through inside baseball all the time. Like, yeah, that's just not economically feasible. Like we can't take risks. We can't try new yeah. things. And, and then you have uh, Kyle Higgins being like, yeah, no, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to try it. I think that sounds and, cool. And, and- and good for Higgins, too, because he's a guy who we've seen, you know, come up during our time covering comics on the Internet and everything. You know, him kind of slaving away, him kind of getting screwed over by different companies and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe not getting the credit he deserved for his hard work. But here is something that's his is totally his. That's true. That's true. He owns it lock, stock and barrel and he, mm-hmm. he can. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Cat Lowe with for Treats. Uh, love these episodes. Shout out to Spider-Man India. Not groundbreaking, but a fun Spider-Man comic. First time in 20 years his history was told by an Indian creative team. The original nice. was part of my childhood. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember the debut of Spider-Man India. And uh, I remember reading it and being like, that's kind of fun. What a, go- what a good idea. But I'm really glad that, like, given um, the proliferation of, uh, of, of Indian culture, in mm. uh, in here america particularly in my uh, neck of the woods uh, i'm glad to see that uh, spider-man india is um kind of like reclaimed by Definitely. the culture from which uh, he is meant to show deference and oh, yeah. uh, you know that he's that he's uh, being a more of a representative character that's great uh, also too man uh, cat lawyer really you know stumbles on something quite profound this was an excellent year for spider-man stories for everything except for the main amazing book every other spider-man book was interesting and eclectic and out there you had doc ock you had miles you had uh what is it spider boy you had a bunch of other stuff going on and 100%. a lot of cool stuff happening except if your name was peter right yes yes after uh, after the uh, yes, the takeover for Zeb Wells, unfortunately, Peter kind of like took a sidestep. I'm not sure what the motivation is there, but we'll talk. I think we can talk more in depth about about Peter when we get to the to the oh, not yes. so greats because I think we're both on the <laughs> same page about that. Uh, oh, yes. One of the things that I wanted to say was good. One of my uh, favorite things that came out actually about almost a year ago today was the debut of uh, the the next arc after Failsafe with for Batman. Um, I just really liked uh, the concept of like the multiversal story of Batman, like Me being in too. a 
in a Batmanless Gotham. You know, what yeah. a neat idea. I'm um, glad we can both admit this because I feel like a lot of people had multiversal fatigue and a lot of people checked out on this story and missed yes. out on something really cool. Not just a cool multiversal Batman story, but also Zadarsky saying something culturally. I loved the fucked up dystopian Gotham in this where it's like, oh, yeah, it's all just an extension of the asylum. People are literally being driven crazy by fear gas that is yeah. being pumped in the city. And the only way you can relieve that is by buying medication from the ultra rich and powerful who live in a literal ivory tower. So the world right. beats you down, drives you crazy, but only if you can pay to keep your sanity. I'm like, holy fuck, that is, wow, that is some cultural ass commentary is what that is. It's true. It also uh, is addressing something I think fundamental about like Batman and Bat fandom and the current state of the Batman character slash like the like month to month in continuity Batman stories, which is like we've strayed a lot uh, from the beaten path. We've uh, you know, it may cosmetically look similar to what you're used to. But, mm. uh, you know, when we go to a Batmanless world, we see like Batman kind of like put in those key players like we have the kind of ghostly Commissioner Gordon guiding him. I wish yeah. that convention had stuck around a little longer. I was a little disappointed yeah, to see it kind of like wrap up. Uh, you see the Alfred influence as well uh the catwoman thing you see like a, an uncomplicated batman is what i'm is what i'm saying and what i'm driving at like the the internet was very quick to dismiss it and to argue about it and i know that yes, uh, particularly uh in, in places where comics are not bought um is the internet uh because <laughs> the book continues to sell very well and it, there's actually Indeed. quite a few books that sell very well despite like a very vocal uh you know contingent online that disagrees uh dissent mm -hmm. i want to say but um you know for the most part and this is like this it's funny this batman and zebwell spider-man are both emblematic of a reality that the audience at large the audience that posts on twitter the audience that posts uh out of context pages on reddit the audience oh, that watches yes. youtubers um that 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 says there is a larger audience that just simply doesn't pay attention to any of the stuff that you hold to be a like kind of representation of the audience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's yep, just, they don't engage. Yeah. They don't engage. They don't care. They go to the comic book store. They buy the book. They may hear something from their comic book retailer. It's, I think why there's any kind of like pushback in the retail front uh, regarding some controversies about like how retailers behave and how they, commentate on books because mm. because word of mouth slash the pusher of comics is pretty much the only way that a regular uninterested in the conversation reader which <laughs> which, which does represent the, the majority uh will be influenced and so it's like that's Indeed. that's where you get them but um but yeah this batman book i my only problem and the reason why it's not very high it's not like this is the best run for years is because it switches to different art throughout um, the, yeah, the multiversal yeah, Batman yeah. story, for example, was a phenomenal story sure that was. was that was only ham hampered, hindered by the art. The mm, art really yeah. did do a disservice to the book. And so you had people talking out loud about like because Batman, of course, he ends up in a place where there's no Batman he has to make a suit all by himself out of garbage. A Batman making a suit out of garbage is also a plot line from some people's most beloved Batman story of all time, Batman Rips. So, like, I understand yeah. 
that like that's a thing that you guys are totally okay with but if it looks like garbage batman wearing garbage is only going to be more compounded and it's a uh, bit so, of a yeah. shame that uh, that shame. story too that story too also featured some of the best tim drake stuff in the backups that we've and ever backup. had yeah yeah no chip uh helming the backups lends a level of credence and like support that backups mm -hmm, rarely mm -hmm. get because of course like oh, i don't know about you joel yes. but i know that when i when i get a book and i see a backup i instinctively almost reflexively close the book i hate to admit that's true but it's true right but knowing that chip was writing them means that there is a degree of canon in those backups and then and you read them, and them you're off like, well, exactly. So you're like, oh, okay, like I'm in. Like I'm going to read this and I'm always rewarded, particularly the uh the the Batman of Zeranar versus Joker backup. That story Very. was incredible. Um and Very. I have more praise for other backups in books that I don't necessarily love, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I should also say that while you're watching, folks, uh stick stay tuned next week for a bonus episode of Elseworlds with myself and Chip Zadarsky, where we literally talk about those backups. Uh Matt Fisher says, Hello said in the mrs doubtfire voice <laughs> thank you for all that uh you guys do every week or day best books this year for dc or gl superman shazam and batman superman world's finest you are not alone in your love of these books uh especially for people on this channel um i should point out that daredevil you know you mentioned daredevil and uh where it I went did. and I, I agree yes. uh but before it went there chip finished his daredevil run yes he did I and, think, and I like the ending a little more than you. <laughs> yes, you did like the ending a little more than me, but I also really appreciated a like full, robust, complete run of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, there are things I wish had happened. I wish that the Punisher thing, as represented by this cover, was a little more fleshed out or more it relevant. It seemed like it was going to be bigger. It felt like it was going to be an event, and then it wasn't an event. And like on nope. one hand, I'm like, that's probably good that it wasn't an event. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you could have told a pretty fucking cool event, probably. Yeah, if the whole thing was culminating there, and I, I just, I don't think it was. I think that Aaron was irrespective of Chip doing something with frank and then they and they both worked out something where they could reference each other but not yeah. go too far in the punisher book he's just not even wearing the same costume no like no that's, th there's that's, just that, no consistency that's a whole thing also like who's really in control of the hand is it the high priestess or is it right? uh or, or is it electra's old handler yeah uh they they couldn't be bothered um there's another book that was incredible that uh, continued. It wasn't even like it was really like it was a book that uh, debuted in 2023, but it certainly continued and uh, told some great stories. The one that stands out for me uh, is in X-Men uh, number 18. Duggan mm. took the reins from uh, from Hickman and created his own run of X-Men during a yeah, status quo. And uh, the story of Sink and... Uh, laura the future vault laura yeah is talon, so she is now known talon thank you it's so compelling it really so is well executed. the strongest things right and, and, it, and it also explores that like that fundamental concept that they like teased in the mm -hmm. beginning of their krakoa era about like what happens when you have a duplicate and uh, so there's it's, it's just x-men continued to be great that represents for me it's like it really x-men at least the solo title continued to be a major book 
And, it did. Uh, it, I, I, there was a lot of good X-Men. That was a really good Duggan in general is one of those creators who I don't think ever gets his flowers for just putting in the fucking work and not just 100%. putting in the work and work across several. His Iron Man was great this year, too, because that was, you know, Tony Stark marrying Emma Frost, a marriage of yep. convenience, trying to help Orchis and fight Fei Long. Fei Long becomes a great villain in that yeah. book to where he debuted and the other stuff like hey it's another evil industrious oh he's so good in iron man and he's such a great foil for tony uh again another book i am so sad i didn't get to keep reading his return to uncanny avengers that first issue was great and yet it just got buried under all this other stuff i had yeah i was actually going to bring up uncanny avengers because that was for me a little bit of a uh I, I blindly trusted duggan because of how well he executed the x-men universe in this world mm. Uncanny Avengers is a little bit of a dip. Is a, is a bit of a dip. Uh, I I liked the first issue. The art does the art is deceptive in its like flashiness. You think like, oh, this is really good, and then the more you look at it, the more it kind of falls way to the blemishes and the mistakes, uh, or at the very least, the inconsistencies. Um, overall, Uncanny Avengers also was a very easy book to drop, as it felt the least relevant and uh, proved itself by being dropped and unmissed. I, I do plan to go back and finish it because I did love his original Uncanny Avengers run. And this kind of feels like him using his pull in the X-Men office. now. like, OK, we're going to right some wrongs here and yes. now. OK, De Deadpool got really screwed over, didn't he? When I was writing the greatest Deadpool run of the modern era because mm -hmm. of Secret Empire. I, I don't think they've actually revealed who evil Captain Krakoa is. No, they yet, did. But they did. Oh, they did. They did actually reveal it. Ah, damn it. OK, I got to go. Yes, back on I, I don't want to spoil it for you. So I'll just say they did. <laughs> Uh, they, 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 they did they did the thing <laughs> they did the thing they did um there's another book that also did not debut in 2023 but other uh seminal numbering in its run also was fantastic and continued its consistency though uh the artist the main artist one of the celebrated creative forces on that book uh the reason why the book i think is on so many lists was not able to be there for the majority of its run in 2023 is of course nightwing Mm, yeah 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 nightwing from taylor again yeah. was strong last year continues to be strong and consistent this year that's right redondo still stuck around for the covers and occasional work but uh losing redondo was sad but the work that they brought in the artists they brought in uh it, it was i almost wish that they had been so different from redondo but they managed mm. to keep a, a consistent tone uh, yeah. though i know i know there are artists out there who are like don't compare me to other artists. Like, I don't want to be considered to be like, I'm this, but like that, you know, like I, I, I agree with them because they're creative forces who want to have their own distinct style and they want to be recognized for it. Uh, in this Indeed. case, I think that it, it was, it was a deliberate and, uh, you know, designed attempt uh, by DC to like, trick the reader into basically thinking um the book hasn't changed and no one's like you know there there is nothing but consistency here um, indeed uh narratively the book did a lot of heavy lifting this year setting up the new titans book we got a whole yeah. story with the tower and everything we get a whole side adventure with the titans i, I would put the titans book in there too because taylor's writing out and they were basically one book this year is yeah, what they yeah. were uh, the book also had Heartless in it, which, again, I will hold up there as one of the only other new modern villains worth a damn. 
They did a great job with the mystery, great job with the reveal, and he continues to be a malevolent force or malevolent force in that book even now where I'm like, I like that. He doesn't defeat him right away. He slinks back into the shadows to be a danger another day. And isn't it funny how like when you do that, like they did that in another run, uh, Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, where Kindred showed up, was scary Mm -hmm. and formidable, and then slunk away. And yet for Nightwing fans, the Heartless is a fun occasional Mm -hmm. villain that is looming ever present in the background. Uh, Yet when it came to Kindred, yeah, yet when it came to Kindred, people just lost complete patience for that development. And I want to well, say it was I, because there was nothing else that was interesting that was going on during that. It, it also helps too that like, there's not like a ton of mystery around heart. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm stealing hearts. I'm doing bad things. I hate Dick Grayson. I'm not trying right, to break why? him. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to change the universe and everything. I steal no. hearts because I'm an asshole and I want them to power myself so I can continue <laughs> to live and do evil. And I'm like, it's a mm-hmm. good villainous motivation. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, Nightwing also manages to continuously teach you, and it's the antithesis of a Spider-Man book, uh, that you can have your hero be successful. Yeah, and, and well-adjusted. Th- they're, right, and they're well-adjusted. Like, their With life a healthy romance. Is, is healthy. And, yeah, and, and and we're just... And it won't lead to the, the quitting of the book. Like, because I think a lot of publishers, particularly big two publishers of superhero books are worried mm-hmm. that uh, if you set up like a jumping off point for your reader, they will take it People 10 take times it. out of 10. Like if you give them a chance to like believe that the story is over, they'll leave. And I think there is data to support that. But I also believe that like, as long as they have a disposable income and they are rewarded for being a fan, mm-hmm. if you give your, your, your hero or your protagonist a consistently like Im- compelling yet successful run, People will keep reading. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taylor also did the impossible, too, in this last arc. He's like, you know what? I'm going to take some of this Rick Grayson stuff, and I'm going to actually <laughs> recycle it and do something good and interesting with it. And I'm like, you madman. You absolute madman. There's no way this will work. And it kind of works. No, it does. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, good on so, him. yeah, in addition, um, I should say, because I be- I genuinely believe this, and I know that like I seem like a, like a, like a dick writer for this uh, author, but... It's worth repeating because like the book did end in 2023. Uh, Human Target was a perfect Mm, comic book. Really? Uh, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. The art alone is worth the price admission, but Human Target was as as good as it can get when it comes to this type of book. You know, I don't want to see this as a format that should be applied to every book. It is for what it was attempting to do. It succeeded in every respect. In terms of tone, theme, uh, character, uh, story, and and genre, they <laughs> nailed it. I've been burned, though, Sal. I've been burned before by the king. You know, will this will this cure my heart? You know, will this make me whole again? Probably. I mean, if right. not, I have another perfect comic book by Tom King that also ended this year that needs to be purchased by everyone. And I know there's only like uh, everybody that I've recommended this book to has thanked me, though. I should say there was one person who was like, I didn't like it, Sal. Why did you recommend this to me? (laughs) I I can't help you. But 
uh, Gotham City Year One ended in Okay, th- th- this does seem up my alley. I do love old-timey noir detective stories. I love the idea of, like, a Limburg baby in Gotham. I love the idea that they dusted off Slam Bradley. So, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe I will take you up on this one, Sal. This is 100% worth your money. This is a book that needs to be read by you. Uh, and by you, I mean, if you think that... If you think that noir is cool, if you think that I mysteries do. are cool, if you like detective I stories, do. if you like Phil Hester, it's some of Phil Hester's yee, finest work. Yee, yee. It's it it is everything, and it's also everything that Tom King does best. If you only like Tom King in certain things, this is the one you'll like. Okay. Um, so yeah, worth buying. Uh, it it isn't a out and out twenty twenty three book, but I I chose to show you issue four. I believe it was a six issue series. Issue four is when uh, 2023 began. So there you go. Like, Well, Christmas least... is coming. Maybe that needs to be my gift to myself and that'll be my <laughs> holiday reading. I'm sure you can get it at a discount because the I'm book sure did not sell. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I also, and similarly, just because uh, I, I have not, I've read the first issue and I literally didn't read any more, but Jorge Fornes and Tom King's Danger Street, uh, if only for this cover. <laughs> nice <laughs> but the cover game on danger street is such that like i've not been reading danger street but the covers have been so consistently out there and that's good. pretty dope they are worth like it is it is something to pay attention to um but i'm looking forward to actually knowing what i'm talking about when it comes to danger street uh, also hey something coming from black label that's not a batman book which you know yes. deserves all the credit in the world for that of course. Yes, yes. There's actually a few uh, Black Label books that came out this year that might come out in another two years. Uh, that would be, of course, Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor from Mark Wade and Brian Hitch. Oh, uh, yeah, that was this year. I know my co-host Matt raved about this. <laughs> yeah, this book just absolutely should not have come out this year. It should have come out <laughs> in 2024, and then maybe they would have had more time to make more of this book. But uh, this is a great book. Uh, it's really fun and it's on the shelves. Like you could go get it, uh, especially, and you'll have plenty of time to read it. You can take it. <laughs> you could take, you could read it uh, month to month, one page a month, and maybe you might catch up to issue two. Right on. But uh, great book. And it'll be the best, the best issue of last days of Lex Luthor in 2023, because there will <laughs> not be any more well, uh, for a very long time. That, that was also issue too when i was putting together my list i'm like eh, there was like three or four issues of this this year is that enough to be considered one of the best of the year when you've only had so many issues I'm like well it really shouldn't matter because you know it's you know sequential art and everything and if it's good it's good if it moves you then it should make it on the list <laughs> yes well and especially because um and i don't know about you and i want to know your opinion on this one because i i'm i i felt this when i was putting together this list when you mentioned eclectic you have, yeah. you have a very eclectic list and I find I do too. And the books that I am championing were books that I was championing a year ago. Like the books that were, I was like, this is a perfect comic book, mm. two books. They debuted in 2022. Uh, I, you know, I have the hard covers of them now already. Um, nice. I feel like this year, good books came out. Yes. And I feel like every year, something really special comes out. And if we're right. lucky, three or four really special somethings come out. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like this year was a little bit drier than previous years. I guarantee it 2024 was. will have some incredibly good stuff, but I feel like it also might have contributed to a little bit of more uh, 
online vitriol when people were like quick to say the comics are dying, the comics are in trouble, mm. that comics aren't as good as they used to be. I feel like because there was nothing, it, it was consistent. The DC yes. line was consistent. The Marvel sure out, the you know, the Marvel output is consistent. Spider Man sure consistently is. shitty. So like yep. you have, you know, but but beca- but consistency breeds complacency. And you need yes, to is. like you need to set a couple of fires, and I feel like 2023 just didn't set as many fires it, as the industry it was, did. It was a very safe year. There was no, there was safe. very little like oh like this was magical. There was no Beta Ray Bill. There was no other history of the DC universe. There was another like oh you gotta be talking as hell. Uh, this is what blew me away when I did this. There were three White Knight books this year. There was Beyond the White Knight, the Red Hood White Knight, and Generation Joker, and I didn't put any of them on here, even though all the other White Knight books made it to my list every year, where I'm like, well, these are good, but you know, they feel less special now because now we're getting <laughs> three a year, and now it just feels like, you know, it, it feels like a whole universe unto itself where it's like, be sure to come back for the next one, everyone, where the Harley one and the two White Knights before that, where it's like, oh, these are so great because they're also self-contained with beginnings, middles, and ends. Yeah. Now they don't oh, have man. ends anymore. Yeah. No, it's true. Man, yeah, the, the White Knight books were unfortunately a very easy book for me to stop reading. I read all of them up until like the second issue of Generation Joker, where I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'll come back to this one when this is done. This is fine, <laughs> but I just, I, 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 I've lost that love and feeling, as they say. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I will say a couple of other great. There was a great initiative that I don't necessarily love the approach, but it, I think it worked. Like DC had this idea, and it was exploitative in nature. <laughs> but it resulted in good books and that's very interesting to me um and that was the one bad day book yeah we got a couple again, more one bag. bad day books yeah in mixed bags yes, we did like we some got a couple were of really cool some were like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah. Loved the and, bane and, one loved the penguin one Yes, I see. Now, that's what's interesting is that, like, I love that we didn't have the same opinion. Bane, I enjoyed Bane. I thought that one bad day Bane was interesting and fun. I also love the behind the scenes where Joshua Williamson's like, uh, the the best Bane story is still Vengeance of Bane, number one. The one bad day Bane issue is just Vengeance of Bane. Well, if you're going to do it, I guess I'll do it. And I guess I'll tell it like this and make it something else. Uh, but also that Clayface one was really good. Um the Clayface oh, issue of One Bad Day. Colin Kelly and Jackson Landing with art by Zermanico. Uh, Who had Zermanico's an amazing work. year. Yeah, Zermanico did some good stuff, and it's totally worth picking up. If you haven't already checked out Clayface, it's totally worth reading. Shit, it's really I good. missed that Clayface one. Holy shit. I'm Very inside baseball for Hollywood. Like, this feels like As they were. it should like, be. Like, Kelly and Lansing felt like they were writing it from notes they took at, a, like, a douchey holo- holo- uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood party. Um, but, uh, not all the one bad day books came out this year. Uh, there was one that like, I didn't really care for the penguin one. I liked it, but it didn't feel like it was embracing the format. The penguin just felt like, no. Oh, Tamaki didn't finish writing her Batman stuff. So here's a, here's a penguin story. Uh, no, wait, that, that, that a- wasn't, our, our penguin wasn't Tamaki. The penguin was, uh, 12 years a slave. Uh, Oh really? No. Yes. Yes, it was. Huh? Yes, it was. That was him. God, why am I blanking oh. on his name again? He he had, uh, he had the Jace Fox Batman. John book. Ridley. Oh my God. John Ridley. Yeah, that was yeah. John Ridley. 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That was John Ridley. Yep. Yeah, it was. It, I remember liking it, but also being like, this felt like an arc that they just condensed into one. Yes, it was. Like, it, shorter book, you know, which I do appreciate. But mm-hmm. it was you know like, it was it's a Kingpin story. It's a Wilson Fist yeah. story starring the Penguin is what it is. It 100% is. Yeah, it very much is. Uh, yeah, And I'm time. totally fine with that. I'm like, you know what? This is okay by me. <laughs> That's fair. It, it is good. It is good. Uh, there's another one that I also like that I that uh, is another one of those like, oh, my God, you got to look at the, just looking at it is great. Uh, and that was, of course, the Rachel Ghoul one. That was also Tom a Taylor. really good one. Uh, Ivan Rice's art was like just firing all cylinders worth reading pretty dope uh, this was a good one yeah the but uh the the catwoman one i did not care for oh yeah from g will i wanted to love that one it had some interesting ideas in it but kind of fell flat yes i was really looking forward to it because i was like good give selena like a kind of almost vertigo uh you know black label mm-hmm. 1980s ba- like you know back book i would love that mm-hmm. uh you know because she did have one in the 80s uh her sister's keeper and it's really weird and creepy and i don't really care for it so let's do <laughs> something else oh this is this is not this is not what i was looking, this is not yep. what i was looking forward to i will give some credit to g will wilson though her poison ivy book keeps getting extended from a mini series to a full ongoing and i kick myself every year i don't read that because i love <laughs> wilson and i probably would love poison ivy i am also not reading her poison ivy book but thankfully you know despite us uh people are reading this book and it is right selling. which means there must be something to it Oh yeah, there's two things to it. Number one, Poison Ivy. Uh, the book is the book is enjoyed and read by the silent majority. Mm. The other is that the variant cover game is on effing point for this. Hell book. yeah, it is. This book has an unprecedented number of sales for its variant cover game. Oh, the covers rip. Yeah, uh, so that's great. There's a, a there's a book that I feel like I, w- I want to mention it only because I was like, this is exactly what people are asking for when they complain and then they don't read it. Mm. And it was Murder World. Oh, yeah. Murder World was dope. Jim Zub and Ray Fox. This book. Hell yeah. Uh, and I, I know exactly why this book, if it didn't say like, oh, here's the thing. I don't know the numbers, but I can guarantee it didn't sell. And uh, that's because. The, the marketing on it sucked ass. Yes, it did. No one knew it was coming out. And that's a real shame because if they did and they knew what it was about, I think people really would have enjoyed it more. Right. And what's the first issue? I have. No, uh, there is no Spider-Man? issue two. Yes, it is. It's it's Murder World Spider-Man. But okay, like I thought so. Murder World's reading order. Needed to be ex- it needed to be expressed through a like numerical system. The last yeah, issue of Murder World is called Murder World Game Over Number One. Yeah, no one knew what it was because it was all just like, oh, an X Men Murder World, a Spider Man, an Avengers Murder World, and it's like, oh, yes, this, is this part of an event? Do these all tie? Yes, they do. It's issue one, two, three, but you wouldn't know that. Yeah, no. The reading order for Murder World, by the way, if folks are interested in reading Murder World, or just you, first of all, just get the trade. But if you want to yes. read it week to week, if you want to go into the back issues and just get it for cheap, it's Murder World Avengers Number One. Mm-hmm. Murder World mm-hmm. Spider-Man number one, Murder World Wolverine number one, Murder World Moon Knight number one, and then Murder World Game Over number one. Yes. Five number ones, none of which have the same title. Yes. But uh, people, it was fun. And people wonder why comics are hard to follow. I know. This, by the way, it stars nobody. Yes, uh, and, which is uh, brilliant. <laughs> and they fake you out too. the first issue yes. is about some like, you know, friggin uh, Internet content 
creator dickhead where i'm like oh my yep. god jim zub stop stop speaking to my soul in this for a <laughs> second please stop plumbing my depths here with this fucking character <laughs> yeah yeah no uh it's it's great so if you are interested in murder world that's the reading order but you could also just literally go get the trade called murder world <laughs> you should 2023 it's, it's really good wonderful take on arcade which is funny because arcade you know big x-men villain not really active in the current ongoing x-men stories and yet he got this whole thing to himself this year well and that's the thing like uh, i remember talking to zub about it and uh jim zub's approach was like when it comes to supervillains, every time we see them they're fighting the hero and so as a result yeah. they have to lose so yeah how do we establish that these villains are in any way effective like, how do we know Arcade is formidable if every time that he ever tries to make a murder world and fight the X-Men, he gets pantsed? Here's how. And they show you, like, an, an, an on day for Arcade. Brilliant. Um, by the way, do a powerbomb launched in 2022, but it did end in 2023. So, like, okay. it's... And by the way, uh, do a powerbomb uh, was a delightful and beautiful series. It was a book where I read the first issue and was like, Oh, this is going to be special. I'm going to have to stay away from this and read it when it's all done because like <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to say, and you don't even particularly like wrestling. So that's saying I don't like wrestling. No. That and it was I able remember, to get past your armor and your cynicism. <laughs> well, D-Dubs told me, you know, he was like, you will like this book. And like, <laughs> it, you don't need to love wrestling to enjoy it. And I, I think that's half true. Like, I think that if you do love wrestling, you're going to this is a, you know, like a religious experience for you well all right then and for I me I, I think trip. right and i'm like i just i thought it was very good <laughs> I, I i liked it not as much as dead earth but i liked it right. a lot and, yeah. and you know daniel warren johnson knows his shit about wrestling too because literally in every other comic he's doing rainmaker elbows he's doing snapdragon suplexes he knows oh, yeah. all the moves he's getting them in there I mean, his logo for himself is essentially like a wrestling title belt. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he he is all about that. Uh, similarly, of course, I think it's worth mentioning Transformers because yes. I, I, I have I've I've talked about this book before. It feels they very the much first l- issue. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I had to buy the first issue. Those bastards. But uh, <laughs> this was this is a, is a gorgeous looking book mm-hmm. and a, a genuine approach to reinterpreting the animated series from the 80s like it is very much like jumping on point oh yeah big time yeah yeah no you don't need to know anything about that world to get acclimated and i think it's a Mm -hmm. great entry point for people who are curious about transformers but never but but we're always uh you know intimidated by the idw like series and its breath i know i was with a d yeah i know i always am people are like you got to do the idw series i'm like i gotta read all of that I, um, I I especially appreciate the issue too for like pointing to the stands and calling out its major themes in the first issue. Hey, here's Spike. He's having problems with his dad, but he met <laughs> Optimus. Optimus lost a surrogate son and everything. They're coming together because Optimus was basically the dad for a whole generation. There you go. But a bing, but a boom. That's the series. Yep. yep. Issue two or three is when like Optimus Prime gets like the like the call to action. Like this is this is what this world is and this is why it's so beautiful and precious. And I like, I need to protect it because I could break it. Like it's all, mm-hmm. it's great worth reading. Um, and of course it looks great. My only problem is I'm like, I, I like D dubs only really wants to do 
self-made stuff like he wants to do right. creator own stuff and and Which with the success and eisner winning award like the the award winning to a powerbomb it's testament to his dis- his desire uh, <laughs> he's got the he goal also, to prove it <laughs> that's right he also did that amazing black white and red uh book with star wars where he did like a a story arc about like a you know an x-wing pilot and it was amazing just killing just getting killed by darth vader but uh <laughs> you know i understand that and i feel like that is going to weigh on him as this series progresses. I don't want to fall in love with Transformers because I fear that by issue eight, he won't be on it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> that's my concern. I, don't, I, I have no inside info about that. I just, I, I, I'm concerned it won't, it will end and then, and, and, and the Energon universe will continue and uh, mm. he won't be able to, to keep doing it. Cause I'm, I'm not yeah. here necessarily, I, I'm not here for the Energon universe. I'm yeah, here that's right. Those. It's a whole brand new imprint now, including Void Rivals from uh, Robert Kirkman and the yes. new G.I. Joe stuff that's coming out, too. Yeah, I forgot. It's a whole shared universe now with more multimedia implications, because apparently the movies now are also going to be crossing over uh, Transformers mm-hmm. and G.I. Joe, which they probably should have done from the get go. I wish they had like from the jump. It's very true. Um, are there any other uh, what, what what other books from your list do you have that you're like, these are some some greats from 2023? Sure. I feel like, uh, yeah, I was like, sure, I'm drawing here, uh, here's kind of a yeah. dark horse one. Uh-huh. Uh, here's a dark horse one here. Uh, it's a mini series, Hot Girl by Jazita Axelrod. Here again, a book that kind of says, "Yo, we all love Hot Girl, right? Because we grew up with her in the cartoon and everything. Why doesn't she have more books? Why doesn't she have more stories? And why does the story she have always seem to be tied to Hawkman?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Jazita, that's an excellent point." And this is a <laughs> series that's basically all about identity. With Kendra being like, I'm on so many different teams. I have lived so many different lives. Who the hell am I? Where am I going in the universe? That's really awesome. Yep. This book, also great villain too in a Vulpaculia, very very Morrison-esque concept mm-hmm. for a villain. You know, she's this evil fox creature who makes Faustian bargains with little girls, you know, for like ponies and everything their hearts can desire. <laughs> and and then in the future comes to collect their souls basically and use them as batteries so that she can try and get to the nth metal realm and claim huh. it for herself. This, th- this book also uses all the continuity around nth metal that Snyder and everyone else had invented where it's like, yeah, nth is kind of energy unto itself. It just chooses to be a metal because it's basically alive and everything. I'm like, that's fucking cool. This whole thing yeah. is very interesting. It's also kind of a sequel to her other book, Princess Galaxy. I can't remember what it's called. So those characters show up too. I I didn't have much of a frame of reference for that where I'm like, oh man, I probably should have read that book before I read this. But still really cool. She's got a really interesting voice. I I expect big things uh, for Jazita Axelrod in the future because this was a really solid mini. Yeah, I I read the first issue and I was like, this is really cool. But it was also very much I I don't remember if I just didn't see the next issue like soon enough or whatever. But I definitely fell off. I was like, I but I didn't dislike it. It suffered from coming out in packed weeks is what it is. Again, I I covered issue one on the channel. Like, I'm going to come back and cover issue two. And then it's like, oh, crap, I read it. But I got so much other stuff coming out that people want. God damn it. Why? Why does this happen? (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, I wanted to like broadcast the book because I'm like, this is good shit from an interesting creator. Yeah, definitely. Uh, at, at the risk of upsetting uh, random uh, s- sensitive members of our audience, Punisher ended in 2023. Yep. On uh, my Jason list. Jason Aaron. 
Yeah, Jason Aaron, uh, uh, Jesus Saiz, Paul Isaceta. Uh, this book ended in a way that I think that if there weren't uh, grifters online who mm-hmm. monetize rage, people would have mm-hmm. accepted and loved. Uh, Indeed. I, I was not thrilled. I, I liked the ending. It didn't go where I thought it was going. Yes, it zigged when you think it's going to zag. Yes, which I appreciate, but I am Indeed. also, but I don't know. Like I, I was like, there was a part of me that viscerally reacted to it zigging when it, when it, when I thought it was going to zag, and being like, "Damn it!" But also, good for you. Mm. But now, in the benefit with the benefit of hindsight, I don't know if it's still better. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have that internal monologue too. I appreciate the finality of it, where it's like, this is yes. the last punishment to Frank Castle. This is him being forced to answer for everything he has done in his life. No, he's not the good guy, everyone. He's never really been the good guy. That's mm-hmm. something you have to deal with and something he himself has to deal with. But yeah, I love the finality of it, and we know it's going to get undone, because it always gets oh. undone. Frank will come well, back. Maybe- It'll be a huge deal. But to Marvel's credit... They actually let this be final for a bit, and now they have this mini series from David Popose that's just a totally different thing. And I'm like, yes. good on you, Marvel, for actually letting this one lie for a bit. <laughs> yes, and I think it's actually kind of brilliant because uh, I think that Pepos's um, Punisher is so different, so radically yes, different, is. but also feels very much like to- Punisher th- 2099, which I'm sure is by design. I don't know if he likes that character. Uh, but it's, it's I, also funny too, how it's like, that's not a skull even. And he doesn't even call himself the Punisher. The news calls in the Punisher. That's not a skull. Those are LED lights on his old shield suit. It's like, what do they think exactly. the Punisher? Yeah, exactly. That's a skull, buddy. That looks exactly like a skull. I think you know it. But uh, I love I, the- I, um, I love that having its cake and eating it too. I'm like, oh, propose you mad genius, yeah, you. Exactly. But the, uh, but the fun part of it, like, the design part of it is that like it allows for the Punisher brand to continue. Yes. But also ver- like show its versatility. Indeed. And so that when, and if Frank does come back uh, and really it's not if, but when uh, yes, there won't be like a long a stretch. Show. Yes. Mm-hmm. There won't be a huge stretch of time when there was no Punisher book. It's like, yeah, there's a course. Punisher book. It has its, it, it is very much its own thing. And then there's another Punisher book and it was its own thing. And then the, there's another new Punisher book. And mm-hmm. it's like this Punisher book, I, I, I in no way found the retcons for his history to be um, blasphemous or inconsistent with this character. No. I, I really loved it. I loved Maria up to a point, uh, And I, and I, and the art was second to none. Um, the, the do the two different reality or the two different time periods, the present, and the past, uh, pitch perfect selections for those uh, choices and just i loved it i was just like i love this book from stem to stern Uh, same here also the things it does differently too we never hear frank's internal monologue during the Mm. entire thing which is a crutch that so many punisher writers do because they're doing that hard bit neo noir it was a night like any other the rain hit the streets and oh my god fucking god so angry they they don't do that once in this book and that's brilliant because it's also like oh is frank a reliable narrator in this because we're not (laughs) hearing him we're hearing the high priestess's internal monologue but we're not here is is one playing the other what's going on again a lot of really interesting stuff that people didn't give its due to because they're like oh my god they're changing the punisher and it's going to change forever even though nothing ever stays in comics but this this is the thing that's going to change and be changed forever yeah never mind the fact that like the punisher logo was in every issue of the series 
Yes. It was on the cover of every issue. And it was uh and it was ever present in every yep. issue of the book. But um there's a uh, there's a book that I I I recognize for its significant like I think it's a great series, but I also recognize that I'm like maybe just too dumb. And that's Ram V's Detective Comics. Uh, I, yeah, I read the first issue of this and the second they started talking about Barbados. I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to read all the Batman books. That's the fine. thing is, for me, the Barbados stuff was like the most compelling. I was like, we're bringing back Barbados. We're doing something different with it. Um, the the covers are spectacular. Yes, um, they are. That's uh, Evan Cagle doing the covers, I believe. They're so good and so consistently excellent and and set such a such an interesting tone that I think Rom V is going for. I'm like, yes. Mm. Um, Rom V is also playing the slow game. And mm. if he were on Batman, he'd be fired. <laughs> but because <laughs> but it's detective, comics, you get away with more. You could take the time, you could slowly build, you can just keep going with it. And while I myself am like, I was looking for something different or something similar, this does feel like a similar book. I swear, what's happening right now, Detective, makes me feel like a dumbass for not reading Detective. <laughs> like, the right. return of Jean-Paul Valley Batman. Oh, the, shit. The legitimization of Selena Kyle as a true supporter of Batman. Uh, yeah, because Ram V wrote the Catwoman book before he wrote this. Yeah, like the use of Selina Kyle, the depiction of Bruce Wayne, the backups by Simon Spurrier that are just Ooh. Gordon stories. are the, the, the hard-boiled Gordon stories by Cy Spurrier and the backups are Didn't worth buying the whole goddamn book regardless. Now, I okay, don't think you're selling me. An issue. Yeah, no, no. You, ah. They need to collect those 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 Cy Spurrier Gordon stories because they are They've so been doing good. it more. If they can yeah, collect those penguin backups and make that a penguin zero, they can collect the Gordons. Exactly. Those like Spurrier gets it. I, I, I we had him on the show a couple of a couple of months ago, and I'm so sad that we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. I was like, I need to talk to him about these effing Gordon books, and then we didn't talk about it. But it was just like those Gordon books are so good, and I think that when it's all collected, when you sit down and read it, like in Rom V's Detective Omnibus will be. Like the thing, people like people love um, like Tomasi's Batman and Robin. Yes, people will talk about Rom V's Detective the same way. Well, that's and good. I think that if 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 Rom V has, I don't think he does. I, I think that he would resent the implication that he needs mentorship because he's an accomplished, consummate writer. I completely Indeed. understand that, but I don't know if his laborious long-winded approach to this series is a deliberate indulgence or if it is just mm. he's used to doing but right. like he could have a snyder-esque ascension from detective to batman right. if if he can truncate some of that shit Interesting. I mean, that has kind of been the way it's gone because Tynan did the same thing too. Had a really goddamn good detective run and then got promoted to the big book. That's exactly right. And that's like really detective is essentially a proving ground for writing Batman unless you're Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. In which case you get to line. <laughs> uh, in which case, we'll just give him the job. Um, another book that I think was great uh, two years ago when I read it, but uh, oh yeah, that's right. It came out in March was uh, Scott Snyder and Francis Manipal's Clear. Oh, yeah. I meant to read that. 
out of all of the Scott Tober books, um, people love Night of the Ghoul, but this mm-hmm. one was, I think, a great noir, hard-boiled, grizzled, Blade Runner-esque comic book. Nice. Totally worth picking up. Um, nice. What else you got? Uh, yeah, what else do I got going on here? Uh, okay. So, oh, hey, uh, Birds of Prey by Kelly Thompson, but also oh. with a art by Leonardo Romero, Romero. where I'm like, wow, yeah, nothing looks like this on the shelf right now. Holy shit. It's, you know, neoclassical artwork. Oh, my God. They also this this book, too, in writing terms, this Sal, I, 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 I don't want to be too forward with it, but I think. I think this is the book that can fill the secret six hole in my heart, or at least it is. It's <laughs> I think filling so. the Hellions, It's filling the Hellions hole in my heart. Where it's like, yeah, a bunch of like fucked up individuals on a team together, all bouncing off each other. Also, hey, great year for repairing the Arrow family. Uh, Ollie in his own book got to yes. have, you know, uh, Leanne and everyone else back. And here, Birds of Prey, Black Canary is like, hey, I want in on that action too. I had an adopted daughter slash sister from several retcons ago that no one remembers. I'm going to go rescue her now and bring her back into the fold. Yeah, Cynthia, hell yeah. Someone remembers yeah. the character. Woo. Right? I don't because I'm not that kind of uh, fan, but I, uh, I can recognize that this book is is something special that people need it to is. be paying attention to. Uh, really it do. has fantastic accent, action, great character depiction, and very mm-hmm. good art. It feels oh, yeah. it with a Jordi Belair does the colors; they're great, uh, but they oh, do have yeah. this kind of like very off kilter feel to them. Um, very like almost uh, like spray painty, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like good stuff, but like. If you were to use a different colorist on Leonardo Romero's art, you could get like shades of Cliff Chong or like yep. even Darwin Cook uh, with this kind of book. The fact and is, the this, they, the, yeah, I was just saying, and the way they use the art in the storytelling too. There's a whole bit with Constantine where they're like, "Oh, we need to go to a magical realm," so <laughs> they step into the white part of the comic, and yeah, that's how yeah. they get there. They step out of the panel, and I'm like, "Whoa." comics as like a storytelling form holy shit yeah it's actually kind of funny like the front the first issue is like the colors are very misleading because you're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like that that's what that looks like that's what the book looks like Mm -hmm. it looks the book looks more like the cover for issue four which is this much more uh which is great and by the way like this cover is no lie big barda fights wonder woman in this book Mm -hmm. and it's awesome uh this this is a great book this is, it is Kelly Thompson's best stuff, and I loved her Black Widow, another book that nobody fucking read. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sad. Birds of Prey is great. Totally worth it, picking it's, up. It's, it's only four issues, folks, that are already out yet, so go pick them up. It, it's so good when you read it. It's like, why isn't there always a Birds of Prey book on the shelf? Why isn't this <laughs> one of the premier DC teams? That's how good you know, it is. Right? They need to keep, like, it needs to be, like, a great pitch. It can't just be that you know what i mean uh, um also so, hey yeah. if you loved that uh, gotham academy book uh, maps mizuguchi's in it too everyone so there you go so pick it up for that yeah. right <laughs> come on kelly thompson remembers she loves these characters uh stupid sandwich thank you so much for your generosity i posted this message to sal yesterday but why do you suppose dc seems to be gun shy when it comes to bringing batman's bat- uh, classic blue and gray bronze age costume into main continuity mm. but is happy to incorporate it into flashbacks uh i i i don't know but i will Same. say uh, I think for the like since Hush, Batman is 
gray and blue slash black with no yellow disc. Like that has been mm. a very, it, it's a, since Dark Knight Returns, people have preferred largely the year one black and gray, no yellow disc Batman. And it only was because of like Grant Morrison's influence that we got right. a yellow disc again. But even <laughs> then it was, it was a tough sell to get the blue suit in there. But I think that with uh, with the rise of Dan Mora and uh, the just the overall the overwhelming love and support of Dan Mora and Mark Wade's Batman Superman World's Finest, uh, I think now more mm. than ever there's an opportunity for uh, blue and like blue and gray yellow disc Batman. Um, certainly, that's something I've always wanted I, to see I feel- again. I think maybe it's a kowtowing to the movies and to the multimedia projects right now because he's wearing black and all of that. If when the next movie comes out, if he's wearing blue and gray and that, then yeah, maybe the wider continuity would adopt it. Agreed. Uh, Speaking of which, by the way, uh, World's Finest is living up to the title. This book uh, has been a consistent banger every single time. It is everything you want from Batman and Superman. It is also very different from what you're used mm. to because they are friends and they knew each other for like, it, it, it's, it's playing fast and loose with continuity, but it's Mark Wade. So you trust him to do it. And so it works. Indeed. He also, you know, he's going to be precious with the characters. So every time that he of goes course. someplace like really kind of like hairy, nefarious or like off kilter, you know, you can trust him to do it because he's going to do it with reverence and care. I, it's worth I feel like such a du- I feel like such a dope because I read that book in the lead up to Lazarus Planet and then oh, no. burnt out on it and didn't come back for the next arc. And now you and my other co-host, Matt, are both shaking. We're like, you gotta be reading World's Finest. You're missing out. Fucking Kingdom Come. Fucking Kingdom Come. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's great. And those those moments and reveals are just uh, just the top. It's so great to see Batman like being a human being. Um Pige, uh, thank you for your generosity and welcome to the show. Uh, my favorite comics are Batman and Superman, also World's Finest. Uh, thank you for helping me be able to delve fully into comics this year. I've been reading X-Men this year from beginning and just got to X-Men number one. Nice. Well, congratulations nice. and welcome uh, to the to the family, man. Thanks so much for trusting our opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Ozzy Albor, uh, Dark Knights of Steel was my favorite for me. Really like the whole white Martian twist. Love you guys. Thank you very much, Ozzy. Uh, I dropped off of Dark Knights of Steel. It was very easy for me to drop off. Uh, one day, maybe I'll read it all. I uh, I dropped off with one issue left, and I can't believe I did that. I'm like, Joel, did you actually do that? I just it, it was just too packed. I just couldn't go back to it. And yeah, I like the war- White Martian twist too. I, I called it like really early on though. I'm like, Martians oh, sure. are involved, <laughs> right? Uh, Grayson Red Rogue Son from Radiant Black Universe is my favorite book of the year for sure. Highly mm. recommend. Well, thank you very much, Grayson. Uh, Comic Dog Jim Zub Conan. I'm glad you brought that Ooh, up. Because, yeah, uh, Zub's Conan is uh, everything you liked. If you like, if you read or enjoyed Zub's Conan at Marvel, it is uh, mm. as good, if not better, than that. Uh, he is then through Titan Books able to do much more, uh, you know, consistent and, uh, you know character oriented like he can really deliver the goods as opposed to oh, like yeah. i don't believe he was really hamstrung at marvel but you no. would believe it if you read his conan book it, now his love and passion <laughs> for the genre and the world <laughs> and the characters is infectious and all-encompassing and boy is it just nice to see a nice guy get to write a book that That's he loves true. this much 
you should also know that uh, Roberto de la Torre's art on this book is fantastic. It is mm-hmm. like it, it is like remembering classic Conan. Like it's like if you ever read Conan, the images in your mind are what he's drawing for you. Yeah, uh, I just so want to paint worth- it on my van. <laughs> <laughs> cat lawyer uh love it when we all just share our love for comics me too Hell we'll be yeah. doing the opposite of that in a minute uh mp super books and world's finest also been loving zadarsky's batman especially the virus motif he's been building mm. agree the med red mask arc is underrated zadarsky's inherited a broken sandbox and has taken it apart to rebuild i don't know if it's broken i mean batman can always be rebuilt in like you need one issue one issue yeah. can make batman go from trash to riches doesn't take doesn't take much but Zdarsky is a, a, a talented writer and can do it in multiple arcs. Uh, oh, yeah. I do genuinely believe he is building to like a reset. Like he's, he's fixing it. Uh, Tevia, my favorite is flash by Jeremy Adams and PKJ action. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. His uh, yes, that's right. Jeremy Adams had a flash run that he was unceremoniously booted from. Uh, mm. And uh, action uh, comics is a book that people seem to enjoy. Uh, I myself. It, it's think, good. Yeah, it is good. It is it is it, technically good. It's it's the complete opposite of what uh, Joshua Williamson is doing, and I love that we can have these two polar opposite Superman books because action is more about him at home. It's more about the twins. It's more about uh, you know uh, rehabbing old built. villains. Yeah, the family he built rehabbing old villains. We had a great Metallo arc and everything. Uh, we got all this stuff going on with Blue Earth, which has actually been revealed to be tied into the Authority. To where I'm like, oh, holy shit, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. He incorporated the Grant Morrison authority in his uh, run on yep. Mur- on, on War World. Uh, yep, that's I, what it's about. If, if you have not read Sizeburyer's Flash, the first issue is such a like such a mind fuck. Like it's so like not what you'd expect, which is exactly it's a horror what, book now. Yeah, it's a horror book, and it also really like delves into the speed force and the horrors that could be found therein. It's this, it's this elemental force that exists that only recently people running can access. You don't know anything about it, and it's just like I love that. I know the Flash fans hate that. Yeah, it's very Mortal Hulk, but like very uniquely its own thing. It's really cool, good stuff. if you guys haven't also read Captain America number one from Babylon five creator, J Michael Straczynski with yes. art by Jesus Saiz, uh, you know, then you don't, you're not paying attention. Like it, people who being like, Oh, I don't like Captain America right now. Uh, people who are like arguing about things in Twitter feeds. You're clearly not reading this book. Yeah. N- nothing on the shelf feels like this right now. JMS comes in swinging. This book is so good. It actually made me forget how much I loved the Lanzig and Kelly run before this and how pissed yep. I was that that one was clearly scuttled to make way for this, where I actually came in to the JMS series. My arms kind of crossed from like, I was enjoying <laughs> the outer circle. I wanted to see where that went. And then I'm reading this. And I'm like, okay, this is really fucking good too. Yeah. JMS, you still got it. You still still got it yeah i hope that he gets his dr strange book yeah he wrote this he wrote a terrible book called strange which was uh, clearly what uh they read before they made the movie but um i'd like to see what he was teasing throughout his entire spider-man run Mm -hmm. (laughs) also a plus or no go ahead yeah Oh, I was just going to say, like, there are clear, like, editor's notes in the Spider-Man run that are like, that's going to be answered in his upcoming Doctor Strange book that he (laughs) doesn't make ever again. 
<laughs> also, uh, A-plus for incorporating real American history into your book and having a young Steve battle against the German-American bun, a.k.a. the guys who sent death threats to Jack Kirby when Captain America was first created and he first yeah. punched Hitler in the face. I'm like, that's pretty fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, yeah, you should be reading. If, if you miss Mark Wade on Captain America, this is the closest thing you'll get. Is pretty good. Yeah, I'm even starting to warm up to the new villain to the emissary and the dark algorithms. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I loathe what Marvel has done with aliens, but Alien Annual number one was Ooh. definitely worth picking up. Nice. Um, really great from a uh, relative newcomer to this to the comic book scene uh, in terms of art uh, is uh, De- uh, Danny Earls on uh, on pencils uh, still written by Declan Shalvey, who is doing just the best he can. That's all I could say about that. <laughs> but uh, but it looks great. And Danny Earls is a, a rising star that if you haven't already seen his work, you will more as we go. Uh, I will admit if you get a chance, like if you follow Danny Earls on socials or just go on Instagram or follow his website, you can see his art. Uh, Ruth Redmond did the colors and uh, really fucked up the look of the book. Unfortunately, it's oh, that's a shame. It, it, it just the 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 Earls pencils and inks are great. The colors muddy the waters on this book, um, but seeing the original pencils, you can see like where they're going with it, and it's like oh, that was that would have been really cool. Um, not all is lost in Spider-Man world because there is a Spider-Man no. book that I do enjoy and it's doing an amazing job from Simon Spurrier and Lee Garbett to uh, balance both the X-Men offices and world and the Spider-Man yeah. influence. And that's Uncanny Spider-Man. Yeah, Uncanny Spider-Man was a really pleasant surprise this year, wasn't it? I enjoyed it too. I like how it builds on Way of X and all the other yep. stuff Spurrier was doing in that series. Nightcrawler is just a ton of fun and makes a weird amount of sense as Spider-Man, doesn't he? It's a thing I've I've imagined as a kid forever. Spider-Man and Nightcrawler were my favorite characters when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing like and and putting Nightcrawler in a Spider-Man costume is just a no effing brainer for no good reason. I don't know why. Maybe because they have similar power sets. Maybe because they're both agile and jokesters. Yeah. But yeah, there is some this the suit is fire. The 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 book is fun and it like everything that you love about Spider-Man. Like oh um you know his classic villains like vulture uh his will they won't they uh but wrong sides of the track slash law uh black cat romance that's yeah. exemplified in his issues with uh slash dalliances with silver sable uh great you know, use of her great use of spider-man characters in general i love evil vulture who is now working yes. working for orchis he's like yeah i'm a mad scientist of course you know i, I needed some money so i came to work for them 100 it's so great um if you uh, if you were a classic kind of like shade the changing man vertigo fan, uh, you should have probably picked up Tim Seeley, Pat Oswalt, and Jordan Bloom's book, The Alternates. Um, this cover pretty much says everything you need to know about it. Oh, if you yeah. think this cover is ugly or stupid, you would never enjoy it. If you think this is I- like kind of awesome, you, you you're right, you'll love it. Seely had a great year this year too with a uh, local man, and I think uh, was was there another money shot this year. I, don't I know. think there might have been another money shot this year, but yeah, m- money shot and local man. Seeley's been having a great year returning to the Indies. You know, the, the limiters are off, man. It's weird and it's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good for Tim. Um, yeah. Always liked his stuff. It? 
Uh, Ricky Raouls says, uh, I forgot to give love to Gunslinger and King Spawn. I'm glad oh, you yeah. like it. Yeah, I, I have not yet picked up uh, Gunslinger Spawn. I, I said thing. I was going to pick those up because they're like, yeah, we're rebooting Spawn. We're getting some of your favorite writers on. I'm like, I should read these. And then I tried to read the prelude issue. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what's going on here. This is not yep. new reader friendly as they nope. made it out to be. Nope, they straight up aren't. Uh, Kyle Carter, the two-faced backups and Detective and Poison Ivy book that deservedly became an ongoing from a six-issue mini are my top DC stories in 2023. Nice. Good for two. Good for Two-Face. I'm glad he, he has a yeah, thing. Yeah, glad right he's now. done good. Uh, last Starfighter. I thought Matt Rosenberg's Wildcats and Kelly Thompson's Birds of Prey mm. were phenomenal this year. I highly recommend them both. I think Last Starfighter, fifty percent of those are accurate. Uh, I uh, <laughs> in my in in my bottom is a book called Wildcats. Uh, oh yeah, Wildcats sucks. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, you 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 rolled the dice on Wildcats. I wasn't even brave enough to roll sure the did. dice. I sure did. Yeah, it was. It's there's you know the problem is it was just so uninteresting, and it uh it it, it was no it was nobody's fault. I think that Rosenberg loves that universe and loves those characters. No doubt. But I think I think he loves them because he remembers them fondly, not because he has a really wicked pitch for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I every time I saw the Wildcats, it was just. Like it was not a fun like reinterpretation of the team. It was just it felt broken and wrong. But moreover, what's mo- the worst of it? The most damning thing was just that it was so effing boring. Ah, oh, that sucks. That was one of those things where I was like, that was not that was not the best um, from from twenty twenty three. But uh, I think it, it may be too soon to tell. So honorable mention, we'll have to go to Batman Offworld. Oh, yeah. First issue. They, yeah, I, I offer there, you know, am I going to put this on the list or not? Because it's a single issue. But yeah, Jason yeah. Aaron writing a young Batman in space, learning to punch aliens harder than he's yeah. ever punched anything else. <laughs> I got to learn to punch aliens. That's the book. Is that fun? Hell yeah. We'll find out. I, I liked the first issue a lot. As did I. Uh, uh, Jackson. Boyd, I like it simplistic. <laughs> yes, it is rock simple, but that's what it's like. Jason Aaron writing Wolverine or Frank Castle his yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, Jackson yeah. Boyd. Thanks a lot for your generosity. Love Superman and uh, Wonder Woman this year. Great writing, even better art. Immortal X-Men follows suit. And on the indie mm-hmm. side, Transformers just graduated college. Looking forward to more comic Bob. Thanks, Jackson. Congratulations on graduation. Welcome to the real world. Hope you're doing well and uh, stay, oh. uh, you know, make sure to keep those connections and, uh, and, and those close friends and families. Uh, it's easy to lose track. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't consider Transformers an indie book. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is a massive, huge brand with its own movies and toy lines and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't consider Skybound. Yeah. Skybound is not an independent studio. Like they, they make cartoons and movies and stuff like they're, wow. they're a corporation. Um, <laughs> There's a uh, there's a book that I was so frustrated that it was so good. And I then stopped reading it for some reason. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell my problem is. And that was, of course, Tom King and uh, Matt, Matt De La Torre's uh, The Penguin. Again, I was afraid to pick this up, even though, again, it's spies, it's neo-noir, it's, you know, a villainous protagonist. It's like, Joel, these are all things yep. you love. <laughs> yep, you'd love it. I hate to say it, but you'd love it. Uh, it, uh, it does kind of like remind me a little bit of um, the Penguin One Bad Day. Very right. much so. Uh, Which so just I like you have more to than you. So yeah, you, so you'd have to pretend like it didn't exist or something. Uh, it's just like All because right. you'd be like, this is just like that, but but like hardcore. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> let's see here. Here's a book that I keep reading and I'm like, I don't like this character. Why am I still reading it? Uh, but it's because it's just like, it's just consistently one of the best looking books. And uh, you can tell that the writer is having such a good time. And that of course is Mark Wade and uh, Dan Mora's Shazam. Uh, oh yes. Uh, I, I, I believe you mean the captain as he is allowed yes, to be the captain. I, I, I love no Mark one is Wade. Just, no, I, I love Mark Wade. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going to skirt it. You can't stop me. I'm Mark Wade. He's the captain now. He's the captain. And like literally nobody at DC is calling him that. Like no, no one internally, no one in any other books. It's just this one book. And thankfully, since nobody else is reading this book, uh, you know, no one's going to miss it. <laughs> no one's going to be mad that they're still calling them uh, the uh the, the captain but yeah it's uh it's 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 joyful and fun mm-hmm. and Shazam uh, should be and silly and great it's just a just a yep. good book it's a solid good book people are like oh i don't like books that are modern and stuff then read shazam um yeah because you couldn't ask for a more old school tag exactly you mentioned this tier this series as well uh as as it's uh, consistently great green arrow a book that uh yeah i was like i'll read it and then i was like well i get it like i and it's uh it's it's deep cuts and family oh yes compelling story classic art i it's not perfect i loved it but i fully Mm -hmm. admit it's not perfect it gets a little sloppy by the end because you could clearly tell where it went from just being a six issue to being a full 12 issue and it's like okay this is where ideas clearly changed and stuff got kicked down the road but it gave me everything i wanted the arrow family back and better than ever and i'm like hell yeah joshua williamson that's all i asked for bro that's literally it. It's just like, okay, fine. Um, here's the Nightwing book for Green Arrow fans. Yep, basically. Um, Sometimes Sean it's Isaac's... okay to just give fans what they've wanted forever. Sometimes it's okay. Especially, especially if it's like a like a niche book like Green Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Sean, yeah. Sean Isaac's art is great. Uh, does a great job. Nice, mm-hmm. consistent uh, comic booking. It's just, just good stuff. You're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ Hall. And we get some Tom Hester Pablo. by the end there too. Phil Hester's coming back for a onomatopoeia story. Ooh, so. yeah, which again is just totally the era that made me fall in love with Green Arrow in the first place. Like, okay, now now you're stroking all my nostalgia buttons too on this yeah, one. You, they you know. get me. You get me, Green Arrow book. You get me. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 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 Josh knows that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, C-Pop Woo, Milestone's yep. 30th anniversary special was Fire. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. I remember that series and it was great. Yeah, that book, that book was great. Uh, Dustin Zimbala says Zdarsky's Daredevil could have ended definitively and it would have been a great ending for Matt's story. Also, Moon Knight was awesome this year. Agree on both mm-hmm. fronts, my friend. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for your generosity. Uh, CJ Hall returns to a powerbomb was excellent. Shout out to Joel. Well, there you have it. Thank you. Uh, Dante Cook, I'm showing up late, but did we say Wonder Woman Historia? Hi, Joel. Uh, no, we oh, haven't. Uh, Wonder Woman That's Historia. That's another one on my to read list. <laughs> Yes, uh, that was a book that I didn't finish. I uh, I read the first issue. I was like, wow. And then uh, I, I just didn't finish it. But that was one of the I first have black the label covers. books they announced, right? And it took them forever to finally release it. Yeah, huh? It's just a shame, shame because forever. Wonder Woman yeah, should it, have more. It hurt the momentum of this book uh, considerably. That first issue, the art is just like, I mean, look at that. Pow. Like, just just it is it is a it's a tour de force making love uh, to my but, ah holes yeah that's right yes <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Hobbs says, uh, hey, guys, happy holidays. Not sure if you had this question yet, but if you had to pick the defining book of the year for the big two, what would it be? I think we're going to hang on to that one. That's a good question, yeah. Hobbs. Uh, I will make it's sure. It's a hard that- answer. It is a hard answer. And it's like, you know, what represents the year? Uh, but yeah, uh. like I, I will ask. Uh, I, I will. Uh, I'll make a note uh, for the ending of the episode uh lenny laserdisc sal thank you for reading the bad comics and telling us about it so i don't waste my money you are doing god's work i'm not <laughs> trying to do it that way but like if i help sell books that's more important to me is, is selling the books rather than preventing people from buying them uh yc goosey uh danger street as a whole was a wild ride i can't lie gotham city was amazing and the last panels with the waynes and slam bradley always gets me yeah it should Aww. that the every issue was is a gut punch and literally uh jay sage just joined mary pop Thank you very much, Jay Sage. I enjoyed the hey. Superboy mini a lot. He warrants the attention. Still think he should play Supernova. He should go by Supernova like in New 52. Oh, or in 52. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, I also liked the Superboy book. It's just, it wasn't my favorite series, but I, and it was easy to drop, but I did actually go back and reread the whole series and I enjoyed it. Um, oh, yeah, Superboy good. was a fun book. Did you like it? How'd you like it? Good. Good year for Superman. No, I didn't read that. That, that was the round robin one, right? That yes. one and that they finally fully released uh-huh that's the one uh, okay yeah i hadn't gotten around to it because because it had a weird release schedule because like we're releasing it in digital first then we're releasing it in physical and i'm like well i can wait till it's out in physical big time yeah superboy man of tomorrow uh it's it's good it's fun it's uh you know it, it's takes connor sends him into space gives him his own adventure by him where he forms his own team uh you could see nice. him like he like misses young justice and he wants to try and like mm. he tries to force it with this other team of people from space <laughs> and they're like we're not that and it's just like it, it is very much a metaphor for like what you remember you can't go home again that kind of thing oh uh, which i really like um kettler will defend for treats says uh ram v slash felipe andrande's rare flavors is excellent mm. i never heard of it so i've seen the cover one. for that mm. uh, the says rip uh r.i.p to the jackson lansing captain america run it had everything i wanted out of captain america yeah. run it. it's gone now at least there's yeah that, that 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 ending i put that in my most disappointing thing because they were clearly told wrap it the fuck up jms is coming back yeah. for the first time in a decade we don't give a shit what you're doing we don't care if people really like it and you're going places fuck you you can have thunderbolts we guess which actually that first issue with thunderbolts was really good and actually picks up everything they were doing and runs with it so if you like oh, that good. i you really need to be reading thunderbolts okay i didn't read any of thunderbolts i, I skipped it but i always heard i remember i remember okay so i actually follow jms on facebook which is like mm. weird but uh i remember him posting and he didn't think it was going to replace the book he thought it was going to be a companion captain america book so please don't blame jms no i'm not uh, don't blaming blame jms him, for this book. no i'm saying fault. folk out there like don't don't yeah. blame jms for that because he did not i don't think he knew that it was going to replace the book i think he thought it was going to be a supplemental book um mm, that checks out yeah because uh, they clearly had years worth of plans, Lansing and Kelly, on that book that never got to see the light of day. And they cram it all into that last issue where they're like, fuck you. If we got to end it, we're going to put everything on the page that we had written. That's right. Which uh, I don't blame them for. Uh, I respect it. Exactly. Uh, Denial had to add Miles Morales' Spider-Man to my best of list. Even his latest tie-in crushes it. 
It's true. That's that ended up being my number one. Yeah, the Miles book is just going from strength to strength. Ziggler is killing it. It's as exciting and wonderful and enjoyable as the early Bendis issues was. And yeah, like he says, this is a book that has been inundated with a lot of shitty tie-ins to events that it's had to do. And even those don't stop it. Ziggler manages to make the tie-ins work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a joke. Yeah, Crimson and Kid agrees. He says, speaking of good non-Peter Spider-Man books, Ziggler's Miles Morales run has been a joy every month. I love the energy he brings to the character. Yep. It feels fresh and new. He's actually moving the character forward. He's going to therapy, for Christ's sake. I'm like, man, you know, Peter went <laughs> to therapy at his age. Imagine what a more well-adjusted adult he could be now. And he has He's a sword. He's never going to do that. <laughs> and he has a sword. I heard about the sword. I've seen it next which, man, let me tell you, I don't think there's few characters out there in all of fiction that couldn't be improved even slightly by like, and now they have a sword. Yeah, I, I think if Peter flew, threw a sword around, it would be ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, when Miles is so okay. Uh, last Starfighter, I failed to also mention Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead, as well as Phantom Road. Oh, yeah. uh, I deliberately didn't mention Phantom Road because Tiffany loves Phantom Road. Uh, and we'll nice. talk more about that on Off the Rack. Um, oh, yeah, there was a new Sergeant Rock book this year. Good, good pull. Right? I didn't know that. I, I completely skipped it. Well, though I it was did a Halloween Wesley, thing. Yeah, uh, I read the Wesley Dodd Sandman book, and I was like, oh, okay. It's a good year for Golden Age characters. Yeah. Danby 900, my favorite miniseries were Gotham City Year One, my favorite ongoing World's Finest, and Superman by Williamson. Mm. Superman Space Age had such a great uh, first two issues, and then the final issue was a disappointment. Traveling to Mars is great. The Wesley Dodd Sandman was so good. Daredevil's up there in the end. Yeah, uh, I remember reading Superman, uh, no, not Space Age, but it was Lost. I read the first issue, and I'm like, I know yes. where this is going, and I skipped it. And my other co-host, Matt, loves it. I think that's probably going to be his favorite book of the year, actually. Nice. All right. Yeah, uh, thank you, Danby 900, for your support and for your generosity. Uh, there are other books I want to talk about really quickly. Uh, there is a book that I was Same. this is more like a huh? This is a good book. What? And that was Gold Goblin. Right. Yeah, this was in my honorable mentions too. Chris Cantwell killed it. I cannot believe one of the more interesting things in Spider-Man in 2023 was Norman Osborn's attempt at, uh, you know, redemption, but also him questioning, does he deserve redemption and the book also being kind of metatextual where it's like look i know i'm just gonna fall back into being the green goblin anyway but that doesn't mean i still shouldn't try because if that's yeah. the case i might as well just kill myself right now right exactly and it's like will you uh i i uh it's funny i uh i remember tweeting about uh the gold goblin <laughs> and, i remember uh, this yeah, I got. Uh, I, I was reminded, brought you back. <laughs> yes, I was reminded once again that these uh, creators are human beings uh, who can be, uh, you know, just as ju just as affected as you and me, folks out there. Yeah. Uh, where I said something like, "I don't feel anything when I look at this." I I can't find the tweet anymore, but I was like, "I don't feel anything when I look at this." I just, I like, I just feel empty and sad. And he was like, "I promise it's good." And I'm like. Dude, first of all, I don't deserve a response. But secondly, uh, I will give it a try. And I read it and I was like, F me. Gold Goblin was a good book. Who'd have thought? Norman was one of the only good things in Spider-Man. Again, Wells, to his credit, actually picked up on that mini when it ended. And that went right throughout the main Spider-Man book and continued to be like one of the only compelling things they're doing. Yeah, one of the, one of the consistent uh, references to it, you know, was... An event from last year, not 2023, which was um, the AXE event. The exploration ah, of yes. like 
when uh, when Norman Osborn is visited by Gwen or the his memory yep. of Gwen and just being like, yeah, yeah, I I asked for this. Like, it was really cool. It was cool that they that did was it. good. Acts in general, I will say this was a year of yeah. terrible, terrible events. You know, Dark mm-hmm. Web, Lazarus Planet, Night yeah. Terrors. Axe was good. Axe actually had some big ideas, some big questions, organically built out of the X-Men book, ended up being a great swan song for the Eternals, asked some hard questions that events don't normally ask the reader, and I think that you can actually go back and read that later, and it would actually be good. Hats off to Gillen, and then Gillen did it twice, because then he did Sins of Sinister, which similarly... Also pretty goddamn good, pretty big concept, actually can be read in a bubble. So, you know, good on you, man, for knocking back two events. It also featured Mr. Sinister quite heavily in both. Yeah, Karen Gillan really likes Sinister, you can tell. Sure uh, does. Sinister was a spectacular Age of Apocalypse-esque X-Men event. Uh, if yep. this if this book had come out in 2020, if this, if this event had come out in 2009, mm. it would be, there'd be action figures of it. It'd be celebrated. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. fact that it came out this year means that nobody remembered it, and the people who didn't read it said that it sucked. Shame. Uh, that's a a beautiful story at. about hubris, too, where Mr. Sinister's yeah. like, I've done it, I've won, I've corrupted everyone. Oh, no, they're better at being corrupted than I am. Shit, what did I do? Yeah, no, it was excellent. Axe was great. Sins of Sinister was great. Eat me. Uh, what a, what a one-two other- punch. Yeah. After the first amazing Hellfire Gala and then the second, oh, wait, they did another Hellfire Gala. There was the third Hellfire Gala this year, and it was amazing. Yes, it was. And it breathed fresh life into the line of X-Men books. Again, I I have on my list here just Fall of X in general, which I think, you know what? These were all really good, and it started here. Yep. I. If you are like, I skipped all of it, like after before Sins of Sinister you're missing out. You've missed out yes, on like a really cool period. Uh, they found their the fall of X post Hickman in a major way. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, fall of X was great or is, is great. Hellfire Gala sets everything up. Read that. If you don't know anything, it's, it, you'll be like, what? <laughs> like that I was we, insane. We, we spent all this time building up and now we get to have a lot of fun knocking down the house of cards, which I love. And Hey, if we're, you know, shining a spotlight on X-Men related stuff, miss Marvel, the new mutant, from uh, yeah. Iman Vellani ended up actually being great. And it's one of those very unique things in comics where killing her and making her a mutant in the Spider-Man books and everything totally sucked ass and was in bad yep. taste. But then they handed it to a creator who actually gave a shit and really liked the character. And she turned it into something wonderful and cool and something that reminded me of the G Willow Wilson years and the allegory of Miss Marvel joining the X-Men as like an allegory for going to college and making new friends is so genius and so thoroughly Kamala where I'm like, God damn it. You did it. You did it. And now they're bringing her back for another mini. And I'm like, good, you should. But what yeah. the fuck are you going to do when she leaves? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a nice that was a nice surprise. And uh, I, I mean, sure is. I believe I genuinely believe that they killed her off in Spider-Man to get the most amount of people to be aware of it so that they could then Probably. have an inflated sales for issue one. But yeah, uh, they, it, but it backfired on them. Speaking of uh, female led mutant books, uh louis simonson's gene gray was an amazing series that i'm harkens back things about this yeah it, it harkens back to like it reminded me of like the best times of x-men and also reminded me of things like days future past or what if or uh you know 
the, the Phoenix saga. Like this is this is such a great book. And it was just like, so Jean dies during the Hellfire Gala, spoilers, and uh, in the throes of her death, she f- recedes into her mind and basically says, like, what if like what could I have done to prevent this? And so each issue is an exploration mm-hmm. of a different like thought exercise, an exploration of what she could have done to prevent this and how we don't have control over our own lives. It's just a great nice. book it's worth, worth reading. It's so good. Uh, I, I, book, I think the last yeah. one I had on my list uh, was a, uh, was a mortal Thor, which again is only ah, four yes. issues deep right now. But again, you know, this, this is a slow burn for Ewing is what this is. It's not like a mortal Hulk where it comes out swinging, but I think we're finally at the point now. I was kind of on, you know, the border of this one. I didn't know if it would make it, but we're Mm -hmm. seeing the return of Dario Agar, a lot of really interesting ideas, the old Utgardian gods, a new (laughs) Thor core, lots of fun ideas. Uh, Thor, (laughs) in one of my favorite moments, uh, Loki shows up with brand new pronouns and Thor is sure to honor those. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice, actually. (laughs) The use of Loki was also brilliant in this series. Yes, it was. It worked perfectly. Um, This is a book where I was like, I recognize how good this book is, but I, I just, at the end of the day, I'm just not a Thor fan. So, like, mm. I appreciate all the things that are happening. I'm just like, but I'm just not I'm never going to stick with it mm. again. It, it, it is, you know, a certain vintage, a certain flavor. But I think it's getting there. And again, love the promise of Dario Agar and everything happened there. He's back and he's bought Marvel in continuity. Yeah, <laughs> because, I heard because Marvel that. because Marvel Comics exists and he's an evil CEO. And, you know, because he had his own weird run in with the original Hulk Zemnu and everything. And that's yes. left him all weird and fucked up and metatextual now. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. And I'm like, uh, I like I should, it. I like everything. Right. I should mention, of course, the Superman book, which is the most yeah. Superman feeling Superman book since Tomasi. Sure uh, is. And if you love Superman or you want to, you should read this. It is not the book I would give to someone who's like, I don't like Superman, uh, but I mm. want to start reading Superman. But it is a book for people who have loved Superman, who would want to read it, who especially love the cartoon. Yep. So love Grafton Farm. Love Lex Luthor yeah. trying to work with Superman. Love the re-envisioning and upgrading of old villains like uh, yes. Livewire and like Parasite and everything else. Yep. Banshee. Yep, yep. I'm 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 excited for more uh of that Same. series. I just really enjoy it. Uh but a promise of a big I... event there with Brainiac and uh, other Lobos. Yeah, the, the the City of Lobo is something I can't wait to see. The, the uh, lost Lobos as I call them. Yes, exactly. Uh your boy Chips Ahoy says catch all on the repeat but throw on my two cents best continuing to continue is Moon Knight. The best new series is easily Transformers. As a fan it's giving so much and it's very different from the other versions. I'm glad to see that it's different from other things. I I know yeah. it doesn't you know, I, I know that uh, D-Dubs loved the toys and I know he probably read the Marvel book. Um, I feel like it feels like a cartoon. It feels like the cartoon. Mm. Uh, and of course, Girk Pectus, uh, worst fire, ice, Smallville's best, worst, uh, world's finest. I didn't read it. I didn't either. I'm actually seeing fire it. and ice on a lot of best of lists this year. So that Me seems too. to be an either you'll love it or you'll hate it type thing. One hundred percent. A book that I never would have expected to enjoy. Uh, that I was just like, I'll read this, but like, we'll see where it goes. But I was like blown away by how like fun and cool and rec- and representative it was, was of course, uh, TMNT Stranger Things. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, this crossover, yeah. this crossover is something where it's like, uh, where is this coming from? And then you think about it for a minute. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right. It's an 80, it's two eighties properties slamming into each mm-hmm. other. And, you know, it, it, it is very much a Stranger Things story starring in the ninja turtles it's just like 
why would you do this? But like, I, I know, really right? like it. Um, the, 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 the thing that really like helped was I, uh, I read a black and white version. It was unfinished, uncolored version. Oh. Uh, by the way, this is written by Cameron Chittock with art by Pharaoh Peniche. And, uh, nice. it was, it was uncolored. Uh, Sophie Dogson does the colors and they do a great job, but, um, mm. it had that because the turtles by, uh, Peniche look like Eastman layered turtles nice like they look like they are drawn with like a heavy ink marker like they look like the turtles but like in a consistent style with like the real world that like 11 would be in and i'm like and and because it's like right because it's set in the 80s these are the turtles Mm -hmm. of the 80s like that Mm -hmm. they didn't have to do that but they do and so but the black and white gave it such a like like a like a legitimacy authenticity i I want yeah yeah, i want them to re-release the first issue in like a black (laughs) and white variant because i think it really did like sell the turtles thing of it i was like that was really cool and like it is very much a crossover where you're like oh yeah so there's baxter teaming up with like papa like yeah that makes a lot of sense okay i get it like they're they literally merged they they hybridized mousers and uh demogorgon and demodogs of course into like demousers it's just like yeah it's (laughs) I, I, okay, I, I like I, this book. Did no one asked for this, and yet it justifies itself in a, in a big bad way. Um, I, I think it speaks to the power of turtles too. They've crossed over with fucking everyone at this point. I know, right? Yeah, totally. Um, Gods number one was too expensive, but it was also excellent. Uh, Jonathan. Eckler oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, clearly, you know, this was a pitch for Doctor Strange. That then they went, oh, I'm just gonna make my own guy. One hundred percent. He works so well as a foil for dr strange mm. like he is so much like in strange's face he represents what strange is a war is worried about being he he it's strange actually manages to be a character in this series that is set against him and declares this guy as a different person like mm. and, and 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 i loved it i i was like i was like this is exactly the kind of fun and like excitement that I had for Hawks and Pox, but right. for magic. I, Something I, I, I had a never hard, care about. I, I had a hard time getting into this one because I thought it was a lot to take in. I do love the naming conventions, though, of the two organizations, the powers that be yes. in the natural order of things. I'm like, that's this is pretty fucking yeah. good. <laughs> Agreed. No, it, it's definitely worth checking out. And of course, the first issue was very expensive, but the second issue is normally expensive. It's $4.99. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like the hype for this kind of died down. Everyone was super horny for that first issue, and then I did not hear anyone talk about issue two. <laughs> hey, you know why that is? I know exactly why that is. It's because of the release of a book called Ultimate Invasion Number 1. That's That'll what do freaking it. deflated all the sales of everybody because this That'll book, I mean, when you look at it, you're like, right, yes, finally. The maker mm-hmm. is going to en- enact his plan. We saw a teaser where he goes to visit Miles. We see the, so good. the 616 universe. Oh my God, wait, that's the Illuminati. Oh mm-hmm. my God, the Illuminati and the maker, are they chasing him? Are they working together? What is this? And then it's like something else, something no one asked for, something that you can't even really comprehend because it's so effing impenetrable eat my ass this book is boring and it's ten dollars bite me 
it, that one really lost me on the last issue where I'm like, okay, you know, and if this was all just going to be a prologue for the new Ultimate Universe, you really should have just bundled it all together and called it Ultimate Prologue. And I think people would have been a little less upset because, okay, you, you did the job you set out to do. The stage is now set for the Spider-Man and the Black Panther and the X-Men and everything. It's yep. all there. But yep. did I enjoy the trip getting there? Hell no. Uh, there were There were ideas there that were presented in a really great way but it failed. I, I also have my reservations too about this series where it's like, okay, new ultimate universe, new rules, new everything. Boy, you guys spend a lot of time making reference to the old 616 universe. I don't know if that's the right choice, but I'm not a writer. Yeah. This was like, there's no compare it to Donny Cates's whole build up to the ultimate universe. Someone who loved it, which would have been, this totally seems like someone different. who had absolutely no reverence for it whatsoever. Yeah. like to the point where there are sequences where they take iconography like the ultimate design for captain america and thor and iron man and just threw thousands of them at the book like they were garbage mm -hmm. it's just a it, it was a it was a book that it was entirely unsentimental and uninteresting and pretentious um that being I, I said i will say though this yeah. is I will say, though, this is a book that used Kang that I think actually came from a more honest place than other books that have used Kang. We're like, no, Hickman has always liked the Reed Richards doom Kang connection. You know, it's yes. fine that Iron Man in this world is Iron Lad. I don't feel that this was some sort of, you know, multimedia mandate. No more Kang and more things. Yeah, no, that did not feel like that to me. Uh, but Ultimate Universe, number one, is where they should have started. Yeah, probably. I liked it. I like Same. this. I like this aesthetic too. Just the design Same. element of the Ultimate Universe books. Great idea. Uh, it is unfortunately tied to the Ultimate Invasion series, which is bloated and expensive. But um, it made me interested. It went from yep. I don't give a crap anymore to oh, okay, I care again. You won me back. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I, I like that Sif is a member of the team. I like she's Thor's jailer, and she's just hanging out there now. Exactly. That's kind of fun. <laughs> and, and that they also don't know how to dethaw Captain America. Oh, should we shoot him with lasers? Should I hit him with my hammer? I don't know. Right? Man. We've never had to defrost a guy before. Right? What a weird problem to have. Uh, <laughs> and though uh, I had known about this book for a while, and I had read it a long time ago, uh, but uh, so I knew it was going to be something special and I was really happy to see it finally hit the stands. Uh, Wonder Woman from Tom King and Daniel Samper. Oh, yes. The art is incredible. Daniel Samper's best work is in this book. Every issue is better than the last looking. Um, King's voice for Diana is not what I want, but mm, I like the story. Reticent about it. Right. I like the story, the pitch and the idea, and I like the depiction of diana i don't like that she has like an accent like i don't like mm, the mm. like the the lack of conjunctions like i or contractions i i just i like everything else and i i love the depiction of diana uh, i could do without the like gal Gadot of it all yeah, I, I was reticent to pick this one up, but my other co-host, Matt, tried to sell me on it with uh, with two words or no, three words. King of America. And I'm like, OK, OK, yeah, that's the king, pretty the king of America thing is. It's a fun idea. The the, the That's reason so classic old timey comics. I am the king of America. Oh yeah, and it's like this old white guy sitting on a throne with a big ugly crown. Like you could feel nice. the kind of like 
King Charles references, but also of the course. like um, the like, oh, everyone in the US Congress is 105. Um mm-hmm. this uh this also had the last issue had an amazing backup, uh establishing Lizzie with the with 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 John and, and Damien. And nice. uh basically Damien takes like like eight-year-old Lizzie uh on like an adventure and like shoves mm-hmm. her in a Robin costume and fights Killer Croc <laughs> and it's so great. It is a book, it's like, oh, um if they won't give if they if they won't give Tomasi Super Sons and force him to like kind of morph Super Sons into some weird bad guy book, then um give Super Sons to Tom King because he seems to get it. Interesting. Hmm. But don't call it Th- Super Sons because is- there's also a girl there now. <laughs> It, it, it is funny how King is like that. It's like, you know, my stuff's pretty dark and pretty fucked up and pretty psychological. I talk about suicide, but I also like happy fun stuff with, you know, Superman and the sidekicks and everything. Yeah, well, it's what, like, what, what well, I'm int- not a creep. These are children we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but what, what an interesting guy with two sides to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the parent in him, I think. that makes that, That's true. You can always tell in Tom King's work what's going on in his life. In the last couple books, you became a parent, right? And your kids are growing up and that's really affecting you because, you know, yeah. you're one of those writers who is always just writing what's going on with them. Because, again, yeah. in Batman and Heroes in Crisis, you were going through a dark time, man, weren't you? <laughs> mm-hmm, you can feel it. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some stuff that didn't work this year. Let's. Um, there was a book that uh, I was so uh, you can't imagine how disappointed I was based on the depiction on the cover when uh, I was like, OK, so Tom, so Donny Cates is out and he's and, and they need to wrap up Thor because Donny Cates unexpectedly and, and drastically left uh, yeah. the book. Uh, so yeah. you get this this cover of Thor fighting Dr. Doom and you're like, um, yes, Donny, who mm-hmm. I'm in more, please. This book was so boring and so oh, uninteresting and it, it it wanted to be something, but it didn't, it, it, it just didn't do it. It just didn't get there. And it's such it, a shame. It sucks that this, yeah, it sucks that this series will always have a cloud of what if hanging over it. Like, oh, he never got to tell the story he wanted. He never got to finish it from like Black well, Winter onward. He did say he will be returning to talk about like the Thanos Mjolnir, the Infinity Hammer, and all that other stuff. So like, yes, we which will... ties into Thanos wins and everything because Cates has been telling one huge story across all of his books about this timeline. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll remember where it all goes. Um, yeah. I I I don't think it's I don't think this is representative of Torin Grombeck's work. I just think Indeed. that like she was do- she was done a disservice by being like, oh, uh, issue 32, jump on and fix Thor. Like it was a lose lose. It really was. It was. But it was also like it was a hard lose. I was like, damn, that was a disappointment. Um, another one that I was really high on. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm going to read this. Carlos Villa drawing the Avengers with Jed McKay. Oh, OK, so I. Just yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was so on to this when it started, and I was so ready to take this ride. I like the ideas, but the pacing is what kills yes. this one for me. Yeah, well, it, it's the pacing and the cast. I, I like all these characters individually, and I've liked them as a team. I liked them during the all-new, all-different period, too. Like, I've liked these guys and gals, but for some reason, this book just carries the, the, the Aaron tradition of boring and uninteresting. Yeah, I, I really and, and wanted to get into it. 
right? And, and it also carries with it, like, it's the problem is the consistency of all these things, like the problem with all of them. The next one, too, the next three books I have where I'm like, these were not great in 2023, they were boring. Mm. They didn't, they were not exciting. They did not make a, they did not make a splash. Um, similarly, and I think we all knew this was coming because of the, like, because of the meteoric rise of this series when it, in its first volume, and then the humdrum, oh, wait, that finished of its conclusion and now its sequel batman echoes oh yeah the uh batman 89 continuation yeah oh just oh that's what this book is it's just an oh (laughs) i i I didn't even take the dive and now i know i'm not missing anything (laughs) it's just like it do it just makes me wish i could have it you know like madonna as harley quinn Mm. and jeff goldblum as scarecrow in like 1993 is awesome yeah i would love that with winona ryder as barbara gordon yeah these are all things that i wish i could watch that i that that unfortunately like sam ham is not a comic book writer and Mm. joe quinones is a great concept artist Mm. but the but the 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 panel layout and the depiction of the story and the just the tone and the no, no the tone's fine but like it just doesn't it doesn't work as a comic book no, that's a bummer. Um, this is another series that is just like, what are you doing? Um, this is a book that like when it launched, I was like, what, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and then it ended. And then they were like, volume two, baby, new version of Predator. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's the same thing as before, but more <laughs> pass. Predator yeah. should be an episodic story. If I can't get Predator movies, right? If you can't yeah. give me Predator movies, like unless or, or it takes them five to ten years to make them, because like Prey mm. is great. Yeah, Prey it is, is great, and it does the thing. But this is an ongoing saga about one girl whose parents were inexplicably murdered by a Predator. I'm mm. not. I'm not here for that. <laughs> I bought a Predator book for the Predator. Give me the Predator. Like, Dark Horse had it right 30 years ago, where it was like, and they they also had like an ongoing thing where it's like, Dutch had a brother because we have likeness rights problems. Mm. We want to be Dutch, but Dutch has a beefy brother that looks and acts just like him. And uh, (laughs) I'm like, no. But, uh, But they have an ongoing thing with that, where it's like the Predator's coming to New York and it's a whole thing at least it was dark horse so there could be blood and it could be like gruesome and violent and mm. like you know stupid but like the predator minis were where it was at predator goes yeah. here predator goes there predator cold war predator the, the a predator ship is down during the cold war in siberia they send americans and russians to go investigate and predator kills them that's the yeah. book yeah just this drop is- the predator at different interesting points in history Right. And even if you were going to do a six issue mini, like, okay, so here's a story it's about this girl or her parents are killed by a predator and she hunts them down. Okay. But like, wrap it up. That can't be the whole book, can it? <laughs> that can't be two volumes of predator books. <laughs> yeah. Apropos of that, um, despite the like spit in the eye of having Greg Land draw any of it, uh, Predator versus Wolverine is, con- is continuing to be cool. So I hear. It's a cool book. I hate this 20th century studios logo to it's not great it's it's just like it's it wasn't built it wasn't designed to be small what is that 
Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what are you doing? It's a Marvel book. Just put your yeah. effing logo on it like a big boy. Grow up. Yeah. Why Why are you afraid of that? Just call. Again, you, you think you're going to cause uh, what is a confusion in the marketplace where it's like, well, how right? can this be a Marvel thing? Like, well, it is now. Or are you worried children will suddenly in today's world end up in a comic book store and pick it up and accidentally get like <laughs> like a like an R-rated book, which it barely is, by the way. Uh, but Percy does a great job with the with the character. Uh, Ken yeah, Lashley's art is great. Like Always Ken Lashley's Lashley. present day. Yeah, his present day Predator story. I just want that. Like, I just wanted a, a Predator book that's just that. Like, I would I'm love a, a three issue miniseries with Ken Lashley just drawn predator versus wolverine can we just do that yeah. or like is there a way i could just get that like because there's there are some you know every issue is a different period in predator or in wolverine's history and he's still being hunted yes. by this predator and i'm like that's fun it's also kind of tied to stuff percy did in x-force and wolverine which i think is kind of cool it's like it's in continuity but it's not kind but it's definitely in continuity <laughs> it, it is it is straight it can't be because like they there's a scene where like uh wolverine escapes from like the weapon x project because he was attacked by a predator and like the predator tries to like leave with him. And then he <laughs> like Wolverine falls out of the ship, but he takes a predator mask with him and they reverse engineer it and build that iconic oh. weapon X helmet out of it. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but also well, you know, well, that's the, Wolverine's forgotten kind of a lot schlock, of things, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of schlock I'm here for. He's all messed up Wolverine. You know, he kind of remembers that's how it happened. <laughs> yes. Um, I saw a uh, I don't remember it was an article or a tweet. That's what that's kind of what kind of world we live in where know, um, right? somebody was like, this book failed and it's everyone's fault. Uh, and that's Inve Avengers Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Getting really upset short at five issues. Like they're like you like you didn't buy it and this didn't blah, 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 blah. This book, this cover looks like all the Eisner nominated comic books it is at one time the first like, issue is pretty damn good though <laughs> the, this, the first issue for me it was fine it was it's, fine it, I, I, it was everything i like and like oh a noir detective take on avengers i read that first issue i'm like well this isn't gonna make it and i was right at five issues i'm like this yeah. is everything that doesn't sell which is a shame because i like this more you know mature take on superheroes where it's like yeah they're not gonna be wearing their costumes they're gonna be solving mysteries mm -hmm. and everything and i'm like i'm down for this but no one yeah. else will be so i'm not right. gonna get my I mean, heart broken and invest in this like Al Ewing on this with like, and and I think mm -hmm. Leonard Kirk's art did fine. I think it was, I think it, I think it serviced the story well enough, but it didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't push the envelope the way that they, this book feels like a mandate. This book feels like they were trying to achieve, like they were like, DC keeps making these black label books. Uh, yes, here's one from us. Yeah. And it's like, you're Marvel. First of all, resurrect any of the six imprints you created to to, to try and eat dc's mm. vertigo lunch mm. any of them epic max whatever oh they yeah did, max please right they just put out this thing that doesn't with with no fanfare with no discussion no 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 promotion just here's buried this. under a bunch of other avengers and avengers adjacent books at the time which that killed yes. you, can't, you can't have jed mckay's avengers and uncanny avengers in this out at the same time right and avengers incorporated I mean, uh, that being said, I mean, I remember when like USA Avengers came out, it was like, how many Avengers books were coming out around that time? Like, it was five? like five, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, like and they all lasted a, for a fair amount of time. There's a tradition, but uh, no, Avengers Incorporated just it didn't it did too little. Like it didn't put it didn't go far enough. It didn't try hard enough. And it just it, 
and and it was just it was just a it was a monument to half measures. Mm. It was nice okay. to see Janet be the lead again. It was nice to see them actually try and do yeah. something with the whole Fisk law. Heroes can't be heroes in New York, but they fucking do. So what does he right. matter? <laughs> right, right. No, the problem I think ultimately for me with 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 Avengers Incorporated was it's just like it doesn't. Um, it it feels like a mandate, and uh, you know they're not going to believe in it. Like you know that no one is behind it. It was just that's, this. Thing that's why that I dropped out. it. Yeah, you have to. I, I, just like, I, I like the first issue. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting invested in this because I know Marvel will kill this prematurely. And I was correct. Exactly. No, I, I just I can't. Um, My sixth sense, you know, got set off for this. one. Oh, yeah. But it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like it's it, you know, it's like I know this is going to get canceled. So I didn't buy it. So it got canceled. But like this book would live and die from word of mouth and pre-orders. And neither of those things were going to happen because the book was just Pah. Like yeah. word of mouth was, oh, how's Avengers Incorporated? It looks like friggin it looks like Human Target and Gotham City are one at one time and with yeah. with Avengers in it. Oh yeah, it's neither of those things. It's actually neither of those things. It looks like two yeah. things that it isn't, and it is it's something like else. X Files. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, plus there are other characters that could do X Files in the Marvel Universe more seamlessly than uh, Janet and Victor Shade. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Nicholas LaHaye says, hey, Sal, I love the channel. Thanks a lot, Nick. Uh, was curious if you finished Vanish and what you thought of it. No, I dropped Vanish. I read the first few issues and I uh, I was just like, OK, uh, eh, no. And I dropped it. I uh, I liked it fine. It didn't. It, it was exactly what it set out to be. It was in, in it was a very unpretentious book. Um, but uh, I, I just it just fell through the cracks. It wasn't a thing where I rage quit it. It was just a thing I just didn't read anymore. Uh, the Space Cowboy, thanks for your generosity. I hope my comic, my favorite comic tubers are doing well today. Uh, oh. Well, Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> good. Not fainting anymore. That's good. That's that's great. Yes. Uh, just want to throw a <laughs> shout out to my Boom IDW TMNT Power Rangers crossovers, just like Boom Studios mm. PR in general. Never been more of a PR fan, uh, but before until now, I didn't read that's it. Awesome. Did you ever read? Did you read the TMNT Power Rangers book? I kept meaning to because it looked good. Yeah. There's, there's, there, there, there were so many goddamn like Power Rangers crossovers. They had a Power Rangers Godzilla this year. I'm pretty sure they got around the Rangers this year. Yeah, uh, I, I just I don't care enough about Power Rangers to read a crossover. That was mm -hmm. it. Uh, Nikki T. Link to the show. Favorite books this year for me have been Josh Superman and Wade's Death of Lex mm -hmm. Luthor. Have a great holiday. You too, Nikki T. Uh, the yeah. Captain Coon. Transformers by Danny Warren Johnson is one of my favorite books this year. Never knew I wanted to see Optimus Prime suplex Starscream or Hell Skywalker yeah. with his own severed arm until it was presented to me. I mean, that's that's D-dubs, right? I didn't know I wanted yep. this, that, and the other thing, but suddenly, boom. Uh, I, I want it all the time now. I mean, that was... I didn't know I wanted to see Wonder Woman wield Superman's severed spine as a, in, in battle, <laughs> but uh, here we are. Uh, but the question really becomes, what is the defining book of the year? What was your book that represented 2023 oh, for you? It, it's hard to tell because, like I said, it was eclectic. I thought I had a number one book, and then that number one book turned out to have been from 2022, which I think <laughs> that should tell you everything about my list in the type of year this was, where it's like there was a lot of good stuff. I read a lot of books, but I don't know if anything, you know, really hit me on the level of like, oh, you know, this is a classic that will live, you know, forever. Maybe Miles Morales Spider-Man. I guess we'll call it the year of that because, you know, we had the big movie and everything and the book is managing to continue to stay strong and pick up steam and, you know, be the Spider-Man book that's exciting me at a time when amazing isn't. 
And I guess yeah. that's the thing. We're in, we're, we're in an age of counter-programming. If one of the big AAA ones isn't it doing it for you, there's a smaller, yeah. more interesting book out there that probably will. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, we, we devoted, <laughs> I mean, we devoted to other podcasts, too. What else can we say about it? It fucking sucks. Fucking wreck wrath. This is one of the worst eras of Spider-Man we've been in in forever. Yeah, it's Spider-Man's been tough. It's, infuriating. it's, it's tough enough to crack. I don't I don't know what's to blame. No, right? me like, either. It's the like, I don't know if it's, Yeah, I mean, it, it could be too much studio. Interfer- it could be too much interference. You know, it could mm. be editorial interference. It could be, mm. uh, it, it, it could be like, yeah, I think that's what it is. Because, I mean, like, we've seen Zeb Wells produce art we enjoy from his yes. robot chicken stuff to his hell. Not even drum. that long ago. Yeah. Right. Like, no, like, it is not Zeb Wells' fault that the book no, sucks. No, because you just Zeb don't Wells lose is talent not like a bad that. writer. Exactly. No. Like, it's not like he's just like he, oh, I hired, I mean, like, you can get a bad book from a good writer by having mm-hmm. the wrong writer on that book. That's very yes. true. And I think that everything Absolutely. that I don't like about the book is both it, it is and is not Zeb Wells's fault. I think that Absolutely. I like Hellions is not a book for me. I recognize its genuine nature and it's and the fact that it's it was good. for me. <laughs> but right. Exactly. Like my wife loved it. You loved it. I get it. I would not like a Zeb Wells book starring spider-man just wouldn't like yeah. it i just i know it from but, from from where you can see zeb wells's influence from his rep wraps like, like, to his to his stupid like uh uh that guy like the the, the debt collection guy to oh everything. god that whole fucking storyline well the funny thing wells did write spider-man i like in the beyond era his was the best stuff i'm like oh yeah i should totally give the book to him then they gave the right. book to him and i'm like okay so yeah it's definitely not your fault <laughs> Yeah. No, honestly, for me, it was like because Kelly Thompson was also working on the Beyond Era. And I was like, oh, I hope yeah. Kelly Thompson gets it. Uh, and I'm still right about that. I hope Kelly Thompson. Mm. I wish Kelly Thompson got it. But you know what? I feel like Kelly Thompson probably was like, I don't want that. I mean, I want birds of prey. <laughs> Chip Zdarsky has been very vocal, had been very vocal. I mean, he did a he did a AMA before uh, Zeb Wells got on Spider-Man where he was wrapping up his Peter Parker Spider-Man book. And people were like, when are you going to take over Amazing? And he's like, the last thing I want is to write Amazing. So clearly and he knows something we don't. Clearly that he knew. is cursed. Like, absolutely. He knew that like he wasn't going to be able to do what he wanted. He knew that it was going to be ha- like, because it's one of those things. And it's what's what's funny about it is we know if you fuck up Batman, you're fired. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how many yeah. Eisners you have, right? Because That's Tom the King golden boy. Get out. fired off of, off of Batman. And if, if Batman sales dip, comic book stores suffer. That's a, that's yes. a, that's a proven fact. Uh, Spider-Man has to be the Batman equivalent at Marvel. So you you have to assume that like the pressure is equal between Marvel Mm -hmm. and and DC when it comes to like Mm -hmm. the flagship books. Yet Zdarsky did not want Amazing Spider-Man, but is writing Batman. I know it's weird, isn't it? So that tells me that it's not just the fact that like there's pressure corporate pressure it's a different kind of corporate pressure i think the marvel pressure is more stressful and it's more invasive and it's more disruptive and i think we can see that in this now it could be it could be editorial it could be the the long-standing editor that being said i i tend to tune out the uh the 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 complaints about the current editor of spider-man the guy who's been there for a Mm. while i can't remember his name nick lowe um because because i remember 
the exact same complaints about Steve Wacker when he was the editor of Spider-Man. The ex- the same, if you, yeah. you could one to one the the things people said about Nick Lowe and the things mm-hmm. they said about Steve Wacker, same mm-hmm. exact complaints, which says to me that it's neither Indeed. of their faults and that it's their boss's faults. But it can't be Axel yes. Alonso because he ain't there no more. And it can't be C.B. Sobolski because he was there during things you do like. And he doesn't have enough power over there anyway. So who is it? And it can't be Ike Perlmutter. It's he a company wide. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's a straight up company wide problem. That there might, maybe the environmental it's issue. From, yeah. Right. It, it could be like systemic. It could be like genetic, just in the DNA of the Marvel company. I don't know. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, it, there's no one person who's at fault for Amazing Spider Man's failure. It is a death by a thousand cuts, like you said. It is a, mm-hmm. and it's been a slow decline because sure people, people complained endlessly, myself included, during Beyond when it was Ben Riley. Yep. Now people are remembering how great it was. And I'm like, you were the same people who bitched and moaned about Ben Riley being Spider Man at that time. Like, <laughs> hey, I was boosting Beyond at the moment because I'm like, hey, at least this is different. Unless they're, at least they're letting Peter fucking sleep for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And then like any at least he still has Mary Jane as a girlfriend. Like that's there's something there. I mean, it, it was this this book. I think it I, I don't know if it's like it has been bad for so long that no one knows how to write the ship. I've it, been it's there. The before. frog in the boiling water. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been there before. I was there. They, they published a, a single issue called A Thousand One Ways or Hunt One Ways to End the Clone Saga. The Clone I've been saga, there yeah. when. Marvel didn't know how to fix Spider-Man when Spider-Man and went they from joked being, that they didn't know they did. They, they thought it was hilarious. Like they, they made, they, they made a person draw their own t- internal meetings. They made them draw themselves in the book. People complain about in- self inter inserts today. Uh, Are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? Stan inserted himself in those books all the time. He was a character in the Marvel universe, but, uh, mm-hmm. but this is just like, I, I know that like I think people are too close to it. And I think there is like a a, a a kind of like corporate cloud over it that like I I am told, you know, every time I talk about it with different creators, um mm-hmm. you know, a crossover will never happen, like that uh mm-hmm. this, that and the other thing can't happen. That it's like, oh, now that like, you know, it was hard enough to do it when we were able to achieve it, but now that Marvel's mm-hmm. owned by Disney and DC is owned by such and such, or now that Marvel's owned by Disney, we can't do this, that, and the other thing. I, and yet, right? And and yet, like, what, well, what would it take, right? And it, it's like, no one is willing to take the thought exercise to actually explore whether something is possible. And I'm not talking about intercompany crossovers anymore. I'm just talking about, like, making decisions or making big changes or, or just mm. writing the ship, just being able to take the reins. Because I think, I think there is a, like, desperate search slash desire for leadership at both Marvel and DC, where well, there sure. needs to there needs to be leadership and there needs to be like a because and it can't just be uh I'm Bill Jemis, I'm in charge, and so we're gonna do this, this, and this. Like it can't just be mm-hmm. I'm like like a dictator. It needs to be mm-hmm. that there's a compromise. I'm Jim Shooter with my iron fist. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the frustrating thing, right? Like, you know, I feel like there are a lot of people who used to work for Marvel who, if they brought back Jim Shooter, they would have quit immediately. But today, <laughs> yeah. People who work at Marvel today don't even know who the hell that is. And I genuinely right. do feel like someone like Jim Shooter or maybe Jim Shooter could fix it. But I, I, I'm very wary of like old guard coming back 
or older people coming in during this very different era of comics. Like you're just going to create a culture clash and you don't want that. Well, a culture clash and like just a, just a fundamental lack of availability to the tools. Like they're just not going to know those tools are available. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Jim should be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And he'd be like, I, we're going to call my, I blow off my Rolodex and I'll call up all these media companies. (laughs) And it's like those companies, A don't exist or B right. Dead out of business changed. You know, it's just, it wouldn't work. Oh, can't call him no more. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Or, or canceled or some nonsense, but like, it's just like, there's no, there's no good system, but like, so, but I think what's, what's most important, the solution at the end of the day for Spider-Man and for Marvel and DC is, and it, and it's the solution to everything education. It's about knowing your business. It's about knowing what came before, knowing your history, learning it, understanding it, but also being open to the present slash future, not being so progressive that we're going to throw everything away and completely reboot the zeitgeist, but also not being so beholden to the old that we're going to Mm -hmm. just keep retreading or treading water until we all drown. It needs to be some kind of a good moderation between understanding what came before and being able to predict what's happening in the future, or at the very least Mm -hmm. predicting what people want now, just, just gauging your audience. Uh, and, Absolutely. and it needs to come and, and the, from leadership. Totally. And the weirdest thing about that Spider-Man book, too, is like I probably would have dumped it a long time ago if it wasn't a so fascinating in its badness. Like the yeah. fact that they keep sidelining Spider-Man to where he's like yeah. a B and C player in his own book. That's truly Absolutely. fascinating. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, how are they going to sideline him it this could, week? I can't. You know, you might be hitting on something. Maybe it's that like when I do anything with Spider-Man. Like when I do anything with Peter Parker, I get so many notes. But if I do something with like Randy Robertson, nobody seems to care. And so like, like, or with Norman Osborn, that's why Norman Osborn's had a great one. It's why Beetle and Randy are actually having a really good run in gang war to where I'm like, Oh my God, am I actually reading this just for Janice and Randy? Holy shit. Is that how far Spider-Man has gone? I'm not even reading Spider-Man for Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Well, and for me, like the reason why I can easily drop Spider-Man is because I I've been doing it periodically throughout my life. It's so easy mm-hmm. to just go, oh, well, I'll just wait. Yeah, he'll get better or he won't. And I'll have old stories to read. But like, you know, you've you've you win Marvel. Uh, you've broken me. I don't care anymore. Like I just it's it's so easy to just go like, oh, you know, like it's just it's like an old relationship where it's like it's not working out. It's like, oh, well, then, then I break then I'm breaking up with you. What are you breaking up? Well, but, well, aren't you going to fight for me? Why would I? Why bother? The numbers stayed consistently good on my channel, too, which is the other thing. So even though we can call this the worst era ever, the numbers don't reflect that. The books are selling like crazy. The problem is Amazing Spider-Man still sells just fine. So Mm -hmm. someone's reading it. I mean, like, and and by someone, I mean the majority. Which makes me laugh when we get all these conspiracies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which makes yeah. me laugh when all these conspiracy theorists come in and be like, they're purposely ruining Peter as a character so they can replace him as Miles. It's all part of the Illuminati. Which I'm like, OK, OK, OK. A, shut up. B, no, look at the numbers. Yeah. No, people just are reading it. And, you know, I can imagine and like that's that's refreshing in its own way, because it means mm-hmm. that like the majority of readers aren't meta reading it. They're not like, well, what, yeah. what is this supposed to mean? Or like, what, why, why are they saying this about the industry? Or why are they saying this about writing? Like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, Pete's in a pickle today. I mean, it's, yeah, really. and it's, and it seems <laughs> kind of silly and dumb, but like, isn't it all? And then they put yeah. it in their book and, and then yeah. they, and they give it to their kid and they move on. And like, that's yeah. it. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. genuinely don't know like what, but I, but I do know like everything. It isn't a, it's his fault. 
It's not mm-hmm. one person. It's not one problem. Uh, and, and I can't even say like, oh, let's just say Amazing Spider-Man is like the book of 2023 because it represents all these problems because the Spider-Man is never good. Like Spider-Man hasn't been good for a long time. It's very mm. inconsistently a good series. It hasn't been good. And it's always been inconsistent in like how it portrays the character and how it like uh, yeah. upsets the apple cart. Like it's it's not worth it because like every year you could get another you could get some YouTuber trying to get fat off of how, how bad Spider-Man is. It's just you, you, there's nothing and, you can do about that. And hindsight is 2020 and nostalgia catches up with itself. I never thought I would see the day when people are like, they need to get Dan Slott back on this book. You know, what? it was better in the. Yeah. Oh, I see that all the time. People are like it was better in the Dan Slott era or I miss Nick Spencer because the book was more interesting. And I'm like, yep. Funny how times change, huh? insane i i do believe though that slot was given a spider-man book for two reasons the first of which was they weren't sh- they, they didn't believe in zeb enough to mm. trust that he could sell spider-man consistently he's been proven i've been proven wrong on that because spider-man sells number one every every yeah. month from marvel and uh they didn't need dan slot number two to keep slot from leaving also that not like it would really matter, by the way. It's not like if, if Dan Slott was like announced to, t- to, t- to take over like a, a Robin book or something, yeah. it would do 100,000 units. Yeah, that Superior it was would. pretty good. We've only got like two issues of it, but it's pretty fun. It's fine. It, it, it's it's yeah. very much like, oh, OK, that's what I come to expect from a Dan Slott book. You know, it's like, yeah. OK, yeah, great. Did, did, um, did you see my new Spider-Boy? I really want everyone to see. Yes, my I, new hate Spider-Boy. Yes <laughs> I hate him. Yes, I hate him. I hate him. And he's so obvious. Like, it's very I like, just. Yeah, I just think he's neat. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know you are very resentful that you didn't come up with Miles. I know. Mm. I know. I tried to with <laughs> Alpha and you all hated him. I'm trying again. He, he did that without he Alpha was deliberate. He said Alpha was going to he said he, he deliberately created Alpha to be like a loser and to fail. Like he did not think Alpha was going to be a big deal. He knew Alpha was going to be reviled. He wrote him deliberately to be unlikable. He did not think Alpha was going to be a success. I, I, I will hang my hat on that. What is your number one book? What, what is your book of the year? What is your book that represents Pro- 2000? Probably Miles, if you twist my arm, because it's a book that yeah. managed to stay consistently good, even when being forced to be involved in crappy tie-ins to crappy events, of which there were so many this year. Night Terrors, Lazarus, Planet, just so many where I'm like, make it stop. Dark Web. Yeah. I, I don't know what I could call the book of the year or like a representative. Hard, but I will right? say, you know, I, I could say Predator versus Wolverine is kind of like my like representation of the book of the year, if only because mm. it's like it almost is the thing you want. It's like it's this thing mm. that's like we finally listened to you. You know, like the, the, 2023 was a year where it was like there was nothing remarkable and there was nothing outstanding but they did put out mm-hmm. books that you read and the books that you read were pretty, pretty good. good. You know, like, like predator versus Wolverine is one of those things where it's like, yeah. I've been waiting forever for that. I, I pitched it in a show. I was like, I need to have this. And then they were like, here you go. Yeah, but Greg land's going to draw half of it. Like just a little like, Oh, by the way, like, here's the, here's a movie on about your life, but it stars, you know, Pauly shore as you damn it you know it's like <laughs> it's cool there's a movie about me but it but did you did you do that on purpose like to make me look like an <laughs> asshole and it's like just kind like of ma- right and it's like that that that's what it feels like for me like sometimes like books are just like here's a book and it's almost the thing you've always wanted but it's just but they have to change it they got to do something to it but 2023 was very like it was an unremarkable year sure was and again like you i know, said i struggled to put together a whole list of 10 
Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. They were they were good, yeah. but but it doesn't mean the industry's dying. It doesn't mean that the industry sucks. It doesn't mean that they made be- better books 35, 45 years ago. Yeah. It means that uh, they ain't all going to be winners. Yeah. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's Crimson just Echidna. true in art and in life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Crimson Echidna, forgetting about Peter, really sums up amazing 2023. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eduardo Perez Rubio. Hell, Zeb wrote amazing Avenging Spider-Man. I forgot about that. Yep. And I liked that That's series. That's pretty uh, good. Pectus, Murder World's so good that I rooted for a random Hydro Henchwoman. Best worst yeah. movie of 2023. <laughs> worst Mario Little, and Little Mermaid. Best Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Godzilla minus one. I don't know. I don't want to talk about movies. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I will say uh, thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. You did support us in a big, bad way. Thank you so much for that. Thank you to Joel for being uh, the co-host for today. We do appreciate you being here, my friend. Also, if you want more Joel, go to YouTube.com slash Cape Joel. All the links are in the description. And, of course, if you want more, you can like this video, subscribe to our channel, and stick around for more. 2023 was, like I said, a little bit of a remarkable year for for, good stuff came out. but. I think there's promise for 2024 and I hope that it is uh, emblematic of our output that we will be uh, that it only be better uh, and clearer uh, skies for us in 2024. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you all for being here. We'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. I am Sal. That's Joel. Joel. We'll see you next time. So long, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.